Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, a good, 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 good morning, everybody. Happy, 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 happy sports Saturday, July the 17th. As uh, we kick off NBA Game 5, the series in Phoenix, this is it, man. What looked like a Suns kind of roll has turned into a big series. Bucks come back, and I think Bucks got all the momentum. It's going to be very interesting to see kind of how, how they come out tonight. I'm curious to see how Phoenix, after squandering the 2-0 lead, how do they come out? Remember, they're other than obviously Chris Paul, they're still a very young team with Aiton and Booker, and this is a and the Cams. I mean, this is a this is a young squad. This Suns team. How are they going to respond tonight? You know, after being up 2-0 now, and and they've plot they've probably, I think for sure, played the better of the series. Like they should be up three one if you look at it in totality. But it's 2-2, and we've seen some big games out of Giannis. We saw a big game, game four out of Middleton. So it's going to be interesting to see if uh, – I like Milwaukee tonight. And it'll be interesting to see if Phoenix can uh, defend the home court where they've been really, really good. It's been a uh, it's been a really good series. It, it really has. We've got some good ball. 
And uh, a couple, the NBA, it's funny. The, the, I love the fact that the NBA is playing right now. You know, it's the dog days of summer. We're trying to get the training camp. And they're having the finals at this point. I know they're going to go back to normal. But I, uh, I like it this way. I, I wish they would keep it this way. And it, it's amazing because the NBA, while the finals are going on, it, it's an amazing sport because so much of the sport is off the court, is off the floor. Like, arguably, like here we are the, yesterday, the big news day of the day was all about Dame, right? It was all about Damian Lillard. And it's interesting because you figure, wow, it's the finals and all. But really, Dame and Dame's future in Portland overshadows the finals. And it's funny because this guy told me yesterday, he said, we were talking about it, and uh, I was literally at the store, and we started talking about it. And he goes, listen, I know you're about more about the team and the laundry, but the NBA in particular, now it may not be like that with football, but the NBA in particular is all about player first. That fans, especially young fans, care about the player more than they care about the team. And in this case, with a guy like Lillard, who's such a great player, when he comes out and he's talking about his future, and it's supposed to be about right Team USA, and everything turns about, well, what's going on with Portland, what's going on, and all these rumors, and Dame wants out, and, and all. And listen, Dame played it right. Dame yesterday, when he comes out and says, no, nah, I expect to be in a Blazers uniform. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, how many times have we seen NBA stars say it that way and ultimately leave, right? Like, that's just how it goes. A, we understand that that's the beast. And Dave's got, you got to be, you know, play it politically correct, right? You don't want to be the bad guy to Portland. So you want to come out and you want to say, listen, I'm going to be a blazer. And then your agents and everybody else do the dirty work. And they get you out because, I mean, we could all see this kind of bubbling up. And all these reports, it's not like it's they're all erroneous reports. Yeah, there's fire there, all right? There's something there. And I would be surprised. I would be shocked if Damian Lillard is a blazer come next year. But I want to get into not just Dame and his future in Portland, but also, Dame overshadowing the NBA Finals. Now, I know there was no game yesterday, but it, the Dame conversation overshadows the whole Finals conversation. And it's a great one, right? Like, you got two teams evenly matched. The Bucks changed the tenor of the series by winning the, by defending home court. You know? Now that's a, that's an interesting conversation, but and I, I you know like it's like this dude told me he said listen he goes I know your team 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 this isn't about team this is about player it's oh it's a players league and all fans care about are the players they don't care about teams 
So we'll get into it because I think it's an interesting conversation as well. Uh, we are the fellas of Anthony Gargano to call me cuz. And, of course, we have our crew. My main man, Figgy, is my wingman. Figgy, good Cuzzo. morning. Cuzzo, what's going on? What's happening, baby? Oh, loving this NBA talk. Loving this NBA talk. I think to the point that you do bring up when it comes to Damian Lillard overshadowing the finals, why do they have to have two days and sometimes three days in between these games? It's not even necessary. There is even, you know, between game uh, three and four where they didn't even travel and you had two full days off. Yeah. Why are you belaboring yeah, this point. and stretching this out? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So you get lost in the news cycle to a certain degree where you just haven't played in a couple of days. And now, yeah. you know, the Lillard story becomes a huge story from Friday going into today. And it's like, oh, by the way, there's a finals game tonight. It was like, you got to play the finals game on Friday night. What yep. was stopping you from doing it on Friday? Yeah. And, and you're, you're that's a great point, and I think you're dead right about it. I mean, they, they obviously don't want to play on Friday night because Friday night is the bad TV night. But yeah. I, I I hear you. I mean, you could you could have stretched it out where, you know, you you could have you could have played it on Tuesday, Thursday, yeah, and and then Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. If you don't want to play on a Friday, or yeah, you could do Thursday, Sunday. I mean, right. those are two great TV nights. Thursday, Sunday, you could have done that. I agree. I think you're right on. It, I think you're dead right. I, I mean. I, I don't the the the, the belaboring of the, of the series. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's it's too much. It's ridiculous. It really is. Um, but it's exciting, you know. Uh, both. It's a good series. Like, it it really is a good series. Now, can I tell you? I've been following along through like the game cast because I refuse to watch it. You refuse to watch the broadcast. Uh, yeah, the actual action. And why is that? Well, I'm still hurt over the Sixers. <laughs> and, so I'm still devastated. They, they've, they've been out of the playoffs for like a month now. It's, I know. No, I know. I mean, believe me, I know. <laughs> no, I, believe me, I know. But but it goes, but it's funny. I bring this up to you because the like I'm devastated. Like, I'm still devastated, right? It's yeah. sick, as twisted and sick that, as that is, I vowed I can't watch another game. Like, I can't watch it. No, I want to talk about it, so I can't, you know, again, for work purposes. You can't totally ignore it, right. Right, so I follow along GameCast. Okay. Which but is not uh, which is not good. Not the same at all, no. No, of course not. So, you know, I, I, you'll never hear me talk about these series, and, you know, I, I'm reading rhythms and biorhythms and that sort of thing yeah. when I'm talking about this series. I haven't watched a second of it. I can't. I can't bring myself to actually watch a game. Wow. Well, you have uh, missed out on some uh, some spectacular action. You know, I, I, when we, oh, I've, I've read. Yeah. We, we, you know, last week when we were on the air, it was uh, the Suns were up two nothing, and we were talking about, you know, does Milwaukee have a shot to come back into it? And I remember saying I would not be surprised in the least bit yes. if they won both of those games back in Milwaukee. And we That's had ourselves right. a series by the time we came back this weekend. You know, Giannis finally figured out, or the Bucks, or Budenholzer, or somebody, that uh, the Suns don't have a matchup for him inside. Stop shooting the freaking three-pointers and get inside the paint. And then Chris Middleton found out he doesn't have to stand outside and shoot three-pointers all day, that he can actually go inside a little bit and create. You know, as great as Giannis has been throughout this entire postseason run when they've needed big performances and needed to win games, it's been Chris Middleton who has stepped up for them and made and had big shots and had big games for them. He's kind of had a coming out part. I know they've been together for about four or five years now, 
But this is the real first postseason where Chris Middleton has emerged as a, I don't know if I want to necessarily call him Batman like Kendrick Perkins did, but a viable number two option when for the longest period of time we were like, ah, he's probably at best a number three. He's showing out right now exactly what he can do uh, when he be, when he's yeah. aggressive. Yeah, no, listen, he's a flat out scorer, right? Absolutely. Like, I mean, my man, can, my man can fill it. I mean, I think that's the bottom line when we talk about Middleton is that he can just fill it. He can score. You wonder if he just gets tentative at times, though, too, was my thing, or at least previously. You know, it was Giannis's team. Yeah. He was a two time MVP. And they would give the ball to Giannis, and either he would shoot from the outside. He would have to do a lot on his own shoulders, and Middleton would just kind of get in where he fits in. And at some point in this postseason, I think it just clicked, and Middleton said, we're not going to win unless I actually do something. And he has decided to actually put his head down and be aggressive. And I think along with Giannis, who's been spectacular, and you know, he's he, had been the, great. he had the huge block shot against DeAndre Ayton the other night, which was spectacular too. Uh, but – Chris Middleton has been equally as important to them getting back in this series as Giannis has been. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's a great point that you bring up. I think he is, um, and they needed him, mm-hmm. especially with Drew Holiday. With the way the Suns oh. have defended Drew Holiday, yeah, really taking him out of the game, man. Yeah, and Holiday's been up and down. I would say mostly down, just from an efficiency standpoint, offensively sure. uh, in the postseason. But look, they really haven't needed him too much you know I mean he's doing his job on the defensive end Chris Paul looked terrible the other night I mean bad turnovers falling all over the place it looked bad almost like there was something wrong with him bad now he said he was fine but and he says he's going to respond better tonight well didn't he come out with the sleeve in the second half he did he did but not one to make excuses um but he just didn't look right uh didn't look right when it came to handling the ball turning the ball over I think it was five of 13 shooting from the floor um, so it's interesting to see exactly how he comes out tonight back at home. Uh, and I don't know if I can call it a must-win game, but look, both teams have won, have, have held serve at home so far. If Milwaukee finds a way to win this game tonight, it's going to be hard for the, for the Suns with, as you mentioned earlier, a young roster with very little experience. And Chris Paul doesn't even have this experience of playing with the NBA Finals. Jay, Jay Crowder is the only one, I believe. Yep. Uh, it, it's – it's going to be tough for them to go back on the road and tell them to, and tell them to have to muster up enough to be able to beat Milwaukee in a hostile environment to try to stay alive and force a game seven. So I, I think tonight's game is a must win for Phoenix. Yeah, I do too. And I, and I, I look at it and I, I just, why I like Milwaukee to win the game. Yeah. I think Milwaukee's got momentum. I think I look at Phoenix and I see youth. And again, talented, you know, and they, mm-hmm. and how do you respond when you, I mean, let's face it, they should be up 3-1. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that messes with you too. But this brings us to this conversation. So I want you to think about it, Fig. Yesterday, and you, and you make a great point about the, the finals, like it's like, all right, what's there left to talk about it, right? It's a couple of days now. We got to play a game. But the future of Dame really kind of got people so juiced up and it was crazy. Like mm-hmm. They were like so into the conversation. And then this dude tells me, he's like, when we were talking about it, he goes, telling you, they care more about the player than the team. And you, who's so depressed over the over your squad, <laughs> you're, you're a gino, right? Like, yeah. And I go, all right, well, you know, it's how I feel, I'm going to tell you. But I, I want to get into this conversation over player 
v laundry mm-hmm. and especially in the nba with the dame stuff so we'll get into that coming up next again we're the fellas he's figgy we'll see psycho chris and nikki and the rest of the crew we'll talk to you guys as well lots to get into fellas just kicking it off on a saturday fox sports radio fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Ah, fellas, on a Saturday morning. Oh, Figgy, can I just tell you one thing before we get into this basketball conversation? What do we got? I can't wait for football, man. Please, God. Camp is a week away, brother. Camp's open next weekend. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, doesn't it feel like, I mean, you've had, uh, you know, the NBA to be able to occupy some of your time at this point in time more so, you know, you brought up, you know, in the first segment, we're not used to this, having NBA basketball, not to mention we got the the season here and then we got the draft coming up after that. 
You know, so there's still going to be other, you know, things to kind of keep you keep you going as you get ready for football. And the first games kick off in what three weeks from now? We get some preseason action coming up. So I mean, I know, I know. Oh my God, I can't wait. <laughs> you know, it's funny, and I'm going to talk about this later on. But I told you, little Lance playing football, right? Yeah. And so we go to the other day. We go to Dick Sporting Goods, right? Right. To our sporting goods store. And I got to get him. He needs new cleats. <gasps> oh, my God. The equipment. Like, I think about when I play football. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I mean, I feel like it's prehistoric. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I look at some of this equipment. I'm going, oh, my God. You know, not that I, it was, you know, Newt Rockney days, right? Like, it was like 1980s, right? Like, right. but my Lord, the equipment today is awesome. They have so many things built for making you more aerodynamic and give you better oh balance and special God. adjustable cleats and all kinds of, even more high tech than when I played, which was in the, you know, early 2000s, early right. to mid 2000s, things have changed. Yes. I mean, and the equipment looks like superhero stuff. Yeah, like there's like I got in, like some gloves, like they were like ridiculous. The cleats, I gotta send them to you. My yeah, God, please do. These, these things were gold. They're so cool. I I had, I think I had black and I had white. Yeah. Right. Well, like, you, you know, know, this is called the uh, the Phil Knight Oregon Duck effect. Everybody's got to be swagged out now. You know, yeah, it's the, it's the old man. Deion Sanders look good, feel good, play good. Even at the uh, age of eight years old, you got to look good, right? So exactly, I'm like, oh, look at these I, dudes. I went to a, to, I, I told you about a little league game. I went to a a, the, a kid of a friend of ours. Uh, we went to go see, and one of the opponents, uh, uh, his team was playing against. He came up and he had these bright gold shoes and a gold chain around his neck. These wow. kids are nine. And this kid is out there with a gold chain around. His head is cocked to the side, like CC Sabathia. No, oh, this no. kid was this kid was swaggerific. It was unbelievable. Oh my god! Balled out too. I think he had three hits. <laughs> so did he really? He did. <laughs> and 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 loved it. Loved the spotlight. Wow, these are pretty sweet. I I sent I sent, I texted you the, uh, the look at those cleats, dude. Are they cool or what? And the matching gloves. Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? This is good. And look at it with the shoulder pads. Yeah. My man is styling. I love it. <laughs> He's got the mohawk. That's right. Go <laughs> <laughs> oh, ahead, yeah, man. I love That's it. The- I love it. <laughs> All right. So let, let me get into this because I'm curious at what you think. The concept of laundry, right? Like Dame yeah. overshadows the whole league. It's all about Dame, 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 Dame. And listen, just just to tackle that first – I don't know about you, but we've seen this before. If I'm laying action, I'm loaded up or Dame is out of Portland. Agree. 100% agree. That's what he's angling towards. Because he could have squashed it 100% when he did his press conference on Friday night, and he didn't. You know, he says... He says, I'm not going to confirm the report, and I'm putting, I'm obviously paraphrasing yeah. here. I'm not confirming that I asked for a trade, but I talked to Neil O'Shea, the general manager. You know, we haven't won yet. We're good, but we're not winning championships. So he essentially said things need to change. Basically what I interpreted is, you know, it's almost like an ultimatum. I'm telling you guys right now, do something in these next couple of weeks, either draft, via free agency, via trades, or I am going to ask for a trade. That's what it sounded like to me. 
The, if, you're, if you listen to what he's not saying. So at the very least, you know, this is not Anthony Davis telling the Pelicans, hey, man, I want out and I want to go to the Lakers. This is Damian Lillard saying, I want to be here. I like it here. I like you guys. But y'all ain't doing enough. You're not doing enough to help me win a championship. Do more. Try harder. Or I want out. And Fig, I, I, I got to ask you. I mean, they're kind of hamstrung in what they can do. They absolutely are. You know? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the te- – it's not a bad team, right? Like, no. Nurkic is good. I'm trying to think about certain guys. Like, he's good. Obviously, CJ, CJ. You know, I mean, they got decent – they got decent talent. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, you're right, they're decent. They're good enough. They made that run to the conference finals a couple of years ago, but that's because so many players, similar to this year to a certain degree, got injured, yeah. and they had kind yeah. of a, an easy path to get there. So I think that was fool's gold. What Portland is – in a normal year, when we don't have devastating injuries to star players and such, they are a between a a four to seven ish playoff team that's good enough to win a series. But generally speaking, by the time you get to the second round, they just don't have enough. Dame's a great player, uh, but CJ McCollum is at best a three, at yeah. best a three, and they don't they just don't have anybody else to carry that mantle. If this was yeah. if they had Carmelo the Carmelo Anthony Anthony yes. twelve years ago, yeah, then sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they don't and have Nurkic. He's a nice role player, but he's yeah. just a role player. And the problem is, you're paying CJ McCollum superstar yeah. money. He's going to make yeah. thirty million dollars next year. Yeah, and he's a lot. and he's. Yeah. I, I know the market raises every single year. The salary cap goes up, but even for someone like CJ, is probably a twenty million dollar player making thirty million dollars. Yes. And that hamstrings that hamstrings you. Yeah, totally. So totally. they're sort of in no man's land, the place you don't want to be in the NBA. This goes back to the process talk. You know, the the you know, the Sixers are like, all right, yeah, we got Drew Holiday and we're solid here. We can make the playoffs. We can either be decent every year and get out bounced in the first round, or we can suck for a while, get superstar players, and make ourselves real contenders. You don't want to be in the middle in the NBA. Because you'll That's be the stuck worst. there perpetually for six or seven years. Yeah. No. And th- listen, you know the the process was because they were like an eighth seed, like they barely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Portland's legit, like is legit playoff team. But you're right. Like, if you're capped out, and sooner or later, your star, your your great great player, grows weary and mm-hmm. says, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm out, I'm out, and. <sighs> Can I say one thing? Nobody's listening. Yeah. I do. Ben Simmons. Uh, ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, and two ones. That get it done? Uh, Maybe. The problem is I don't know what else Portland has on the table because if it's James Wiseman, two ones, Wiggins, and something else from Golden State, that might be better because you then think? you know what Simmons you know what he is yeah, but you don't want to trade with Golden State in the division there's thought that I, I understand that part I mean, I'm just you thinking you don't want to do that I'm thinking about package I for mean, package Wiseman alright I'm a good player but you know I'm, I'm again you, Simmons he just needs to be unlocked now he's, can he's someone else do I mean he needs to be able to do that on his own too yeah well this listen, is it's it's better to go do it. Go to Portland. Well, look, this Perfect is part of ben. the assessment that you make if you're near Loche and this is something you're presented <laughs> with and you have all these packages. We know what Ben Simmons is. He's a beast on the defensive end. Uh, and a facilitator? 
He's going to get he's going to get CJ the ball wide open. They got a couple shooters out there. They got a lot of shooters. And and, and and Ben just facilitates, man. If you're Portland, what does that do for you? It makes does it make you any better? Young player, 24. Max, he's a stud. Good defensive player, yeah, sure. No, Max is actually legit. Kentucky one-year player. I understand. Yeah, you know? I, I get it. The thing is, do I want to go with the risk of, look, I know what Simmons is. He may grow. He may not offensively. I just need more from that, you know, because All if right. I if I bring in Ben Sim- the thing is if I have two number one picks, I can at least control my own destiny with the direction that I'm going in. Well, I want to give you, the, like, Simmons at 24 is probably the best – player in, as part of a package you're going to get. Like Simmons is better than Wiseman. He is. And Wiggins is trash. I'm sorry. No, Wiggins would just be a salary dump. I'm not even talking right. about his actual right. talent. You ha- you'd right. have to throw his salary so, in for the money. So my, my, and so who else are you going to get? Like the Knicks. Who are the Knicks going to give you? Oh, the Knicks don't have anything. Why? I didn't bring up the Knicks. I brought up Golden State because I think they no, have no, one no. of the more attractive I, packages. Yeah, no, but I'm 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 going around. I'm just I'm going, going around, around the league. For, yeah, like my off the top of my head. What do you? I mean, who you, who could come up with a package? First of all, Simmons is the is the best player. Plus, you know, and you're getting plus. Yeah, I you're can't think a, of any other player you're going to get. Yes, you're not going to get another player who is a proven commodity. Like Ben Simmons, you you know exactly what he can do. You know what he brings to you. The question is, and he could be even better. He could be like you're betting, like you, at the very least, you're getting an all star. It was young. Um, it might be tough to crack out West, but yes, he has all star potential. Yes, he's been an all star in the past. Sure, right, I can so give I, you that. Say that's your that's your that's your floor, right? And at bet and 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 there's a, there's you know sky's the limit if you unlock the kid. True, true. I I don't disagree with any of that. I mean, I'll give you no. I'll give you three number ones. And then where are these number ones going though? Like if I'm them, and if you, if if he's going to seventy the seventy sixers, and he's teamed up with Joel Embiid, I'm getting picks in the twenties and twenty four twenty five. That doesn't really do a whole lot for me. If I'm a team very, like Portland and I'm rebuilding, because that's essentially what that would be. And if anything, if I'm Portland, I would try to think about shipping off Dame well, for assets and maybe Maxie even too. CJ Maxie's for assets. Listen, I'll take you want me to you want me to get, take CJ salary too. But you'd have to throw probably some more money in there too. Who else are you give? Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know I'll give you Tobias. I don't know. I don't want that salary for the amount of years left on that. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think you do. Uh, I was just trying to make the money work. <laughs> yeah, if I was, you know, what if I was a ready-made team and I was a piece away, I wouldn't mind trading for Tobias Harris. If you're poor, then you're probably looking at full-on rebuild. Yeah, because I don't no, think no, it does. It doesn't do them any good to bring well, that's in why assets. You need Ben, you need Ben, and I'm giving you Maxi. I'll give you that. I don't want to part with him, but if I have to, I will. Uh, Matisse Thibel. I got some good young. I got some good young talent. Like, if I was Portland, I, I liked the initial idea. Now, you might not like this for from a Sixer standpoint, but if I was Portland, I'd say, we want to keep Lillard. I'll give you C.J. McCollum and you give me Ben Simmons. And I actually get, I, I take the ball and I, I allow um, – because they need their biggest issue, by the way, too, is just defense in the back. Their yeah, defense is terrible. I don't, I don't think I have interest in that. 
Of course not, especially if you have a chance to get Damian Lillard. Yeah. If I was a Sixer fan, I wouldn't be either. Yeah, no, I mean, McCollum and Tobias are kind of the same. They're both threes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was- and, and the top three, you know, like one, two, three. Now, he'll space the floor a little bit, but, I, I, you know, again, I need. The other talk is, like, I know, and I don't know for sure, and I can I can try to look this up. I don't believe Damian Lillard has a no-trade clause, and I'm sure it would have been brought up by now if he did. Uh, but generally speaking, look, Anthony Davis didn't either. Now, the leverage point he had is that he was a pending free agent, so he could have opted out to whoever he got traded to. Damian Lillard has four years on a new contract that kicks in next season. But if he says, I want to go to Miami or I want to go to the Knicks or I want to go wherever, yeah, you know, that's where the issue then pops up. Now, the Sixers, there's no reason that the Sixers shouldn't be Listen, on the if list. If you want to go to the Knicks, you can live in New York I, and, and play for the Sixers, okay? Yeah. I mean, this is the, true. O- the owner does that. He helicopters down. Yeah, so, right. Listen, you can you can do ride share with the heli in the helicopter, Dame. Yeah, Dollar Dame. Dame Absolutely. Dollar. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It'd be a huge coup for uh, for Philadelphia if they can find a way to swing oh, that dude, move. Uh, I'm just looking for. Uh, I'm looking to pair and beat and Lillard. I'm sure. And if I if I do that, I, I'm all of a sudden you'll see a you'll see me skipping. Like, happy man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Singing in the rain. I got you. Uh, you got it. <laughs> All right, hit us with some trending, and then we'll get into the real top. All right, in baseball, the Red Sox shut out the shorthanded Yankees on Friday, 4 to nothing. Boston 7-0 and against the Yankees so far this season. You had Chris Taylor with the home run for the Dodgers. They defeated Colorado 10-4. to Oakland walked off Cleveland 5-4. to Cubs with a victory in Arizona 5-1. to Mariners held on to beat the Angels 6-5. to They led that game 6-1 to going to the ninth. Wins for the Giants and Astros. San Diego all over Washington 24-8. to Jake Cronenworth hit for the cycle in that one. Marlins and Phillies split a doubleheader. Wins for Tampa Bay. How about Milwaukee. that 24, though? Oh, my That's, God. I know they don't have the mercy rule in pro sports, but at what point do you just say, you know what? Maybe we just uh, go and call the dogs off and just let everybody go home. On I this mean, one. think about Washington put up eight. You put up eight. You know I mean? How do you get score eight runs and you still get destroyed? Right. How often does that happen? Juan Soto he hit two home face. runs. He still lost by 16. Yeah, Juan Soto had a great game. Four hits, two home runs. No one yeah. cares. <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even matter. It's ridiculous. It is, man. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. had two home runs as well. Uh, 30 on the season for him to, to lead Toronto to a win. That's right. He's he's amazing. Uh, third round of the Open is underway, by the way. Bryson DeChambeau uh, barely made the cut on Friday. He's at even par through eight holes. Roy McIlroy entered the round at one under. He birdied the first hole. Louis Oosthuizen shot five under 65 on Friday, including an eagle at 14. He has a two-stroke lead over Colin Morikawa. Jordan Spieth shot 67. He's in third place. Dustin Johnson in the three-way tie for fourth. All those characters will be teeing off much later in the morning. Phil Mickelson, by the way, missed the cut. Uh, speaking of the NBA, Washington Wizards expected to Higher Nuggets assistant Wes Unselt Jr. as their head coach. The NBA and the Players Association agreeing to extend that play-in tournament for at least one more season. Back to the fellas. All right, that's us. We are the fellas hanging out on a sports Saturday. A lot of NBA stuff as we just kind of X out. Like I'm the kind of dude that's doing time. Right, and I X out every day. You're ticking off of the days Until on the wall. Until it comes, yes, yes. Until it's there. Football. We love football. Uh, anyway, Fick, before I go off <laughs> on a tangent, uh, I, I was told that 
NBA, just about the player. That and I listen. I thought that you know there's a handful of fans that are are player first over laundry, but he said no, 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 no. This guy told me the majority of NBA fans and the vast majority of young NBA fans prefer the player over the laundry. You believe that? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's no way to, to fully vet that out, but it increasingly seems that way, especially now that we are in the era of player mobility to to the point that we've never seen before. Uh, now, if you want to say, if you want to blame LeBron for that when it came to starting the Heatles and all that, you can do that if you like. But yeah, I do think that the tide has turned a little bit to where you're seeing a lot of fans who are fans of players and less fans of teams. So, I mean, there are guys I know I know people specifically, friends of mine who are LeBron James fans. They loved him in Cleveland, they loved him in Miami, they loved him in Cleveland again, and they love him with the Lakers. So, and that I, I think that and that follows along. I think Steph Curry, if Steph Curry were to sign with the Timberwolves tomorrow, you'd have a, a bunch of brand new Timberwolf jerseys with with Curry on the back of it. Uh, that's just the new age. That's the, and I, may, I don't know if it's the way that the NBA markets its players, how the players market themselves. I will say that the NBA, more than any other professional sports league, takes advantage, profits off of, maybe literally and figuratively both, social media and the influence on social media. No other sports league has the kind of influence on social media like the NBA does with its players. And there's nothing more individualistic than social media. So I think that's a large part of it, too. Yeah, and I just think it's an individual game. Like I like here's the thing. I completely understand the being enamored with players. I am too. Listen, I I love watching Lillard play. Like, you know, during the course of an NBA season, there's probably a dozen players that I if I, if I have a chance to watch, I'm going to watch. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you know, like if I like I'll watch I'll sit back and watch Dame any day of the week, right? I enjoy it. Yep. I watch LeBron I always said LeBron's on, I'm in, I'm watching it. Uh Luca. Give me Luca. I watch Luca every day. Yep. Right? There's guys that I just enjoy watching play. And so I understand it. However, the laundry should still trump. Like like when I was a kid. I I didn't I wasn't a superhero kid. I love players, mm-hmm. athletes, and so I like I went into my sister's house not too long ago. I had all these boxes in the basement from stuff when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and like I used to just cut out pictures and stories. Jordan, you know the end of like Magic and Bird, you know like that whole era of NBA players. Right. And I had like these like photo albums that I uh, kept, and so it's the same thing, right? Except now it's the it's it's the highlight, right? Like yeah. it's the you capture that same thing. I'm cutting out a magazine story on Michael Jordan and the, a picture of him, you know, gliding to dunk on a ball, or I'm looking at Magic, and it's the same thing as as that. Like you like, yeah. There was, like there was also the element of hatred when it comes to loving, you know, loving the team as opposed to loving the player. Like I could acknowledge, you know, growing up as a Laker fan, I could acknowledge that the Utah Jazz were phenomenal and Stockton and Malone were great players. I hated them. 
I wasn't going to have a cutouts or posters of those guys on my wall. They would kick the Lakers' ass every single year. I wasn't a fan of them. Yeah, I acknowledge how phenomenal they were as players, but I couldn't stand those guys. And Malone would dig his elbows into you, and nobody was dirtier than John Stockton. So, I mean, you know, I think a little bit of that is lost uh, to a certain degree in today's game where I, I don't know if fans of teams. They don't have any hatred. Yeah, you don't have hatred for your rivals like that anymore. Because you yeah. don't have rivals because you don't like teams. You like individual players. I think it's very much a generational thing for a lot of people. You know, it's funny, too, because I think the players exacerbate that, too, because – Yeah, they're all friends. A, you're right. It's a fraternity in a lot of ways. Although James not part of that thing. Doesn't seem like it right. No. Right? You know, I know my man in Bede's not. No. He's not about friends. And even with Damian Lillard, because I've already seen the rumblings of people trying to compare this to Kevin Durant. You know, Durant, you know, came out and spoke against yeah. super teams and he joined one. It doesn't seem like, at least with, you know, the rumors that we're trying to piece together that Damian Lillard wants to join a super team. He just wants help. Like, yeah. Let's talk about him being, you know, interested in going to Miami and playing with Jimmy Butler and being part of a winning franchise. He's not trying to, you know, force his way to the Lakers to play with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Or trying to be, you know, make a big three or a big four somewhere. He just wants to go somewhere where he has a legitimate chance to win a championship. You know, so funny. I think that's where the I, difference I heard comes that. in. You're right. Like I heard that that Miami thing too, and I'm going. That doesn't seem like a fit. Him Dutton. and Jimmy Butler, they're both ball, ball dominant, dominant guys. Yeah. You know. All right, we'll discuss it. We're the fellas hanging out on a Saturday morning, chopping it up right here on Fox Sports. Brady. Fellas! Hanging out on a Saturday morning. Brought to you by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Fick, we were talking about the future of Damian Lillard and how it's overshadowed the league. And just curious, when you when you think about it, um, and Miami's come up as the destination, so is New York. I mean, I can't see them trading him inside the division of the conference. I think that would be stupid. But I look at Jimmy Butler and I go, how does Dame and Jimmy fit? Like, Dame and Joel Embiid... That, to me, is a fit. Like, he's never had a big like that to play with. You're right, 100%. And I don't know if it's the Pat Riley influence or – and look, I know this is a completely different situation because you're talking about two of the best in the history of the sport. But, you know, LeBron and Dwayne Wade were both guys that had the ball in their hands too, and they eventually figured it out. Um, So – and Jimmy Butler, with all due respect to C.J. McCollum, Jimmy Butler's a better player than C.J. McCollum. So you figure with the two of them down there – uh, with that infrastructure, maybe get a salary situation working out. I don't know exactly what their salary cap situation is, but again, the problem that Damian has, and look, maybe it's a fair assessment to use uh, when people say, you know, he's he's going to be a max player, making almost $200 million with that contract kicking in, $40 million plus per year for the next four seasons. And, you know, help us help you. Maybe take a bit of a discount and we can help you bring help in. But if you're, if you're making up to 35% of the salary cap, which he is, then yeah. it's going to be hard to bring in somebody to give you help, you know. Yeah. Now I'm not yeah. I'm not about you know reaching into somebody's pocket and taking their money away, but it's also to a certain degree you can't have it both ways. 
You can't say, I want to have all the money in the world, and I also want to put the pressure on you and hold your feet to the fire and say, give me enough help. Tom Brady took pay cut after pay cut after pay cut and played for under market value for the majority of his career, and that helped New England be able to put infrastructure around him to build championship contenders. Something yeah. Aaron Rodgers wasn't willing to do in Green Bay, by the way. I'm, a, I'm one of the biggest Aaron Rodgers defenders of all time. You know that on this show. But you're going to gripe and gripe. You're at a small market with a yeah. team that has limited resources with a, and a location that people don't want to go to. That's Green Bay. That's Portland. You know, you have to operate differently, and you have to conduct yourself as a star player differently. So if you want to get the giant piece of the pie, then recognize the sacrifice that comes with that is maybe not being able to put the type of team around you that you like. Mm. No, it's a great point. It really is. I mean, listen, you get a good point about it. You have Bam, but I just don't know. If you're going to trade Dame to Miami, I'm like, what's Miami got to give up? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, what will they yeah, have a value? Yeah. You're right, but again, they I think when a, it, they have a thousand two guards that they don't that Portland doesn't need. When it would come to, I mean that I think that would only show itself if Damian Lillard explicitly said, "Send me there." That the only yeah. way these situations work out, the Lakers were brought up briefly at one point too, and I was like, the only way the Lakers would work because they're not trading AD or LeBron, he would have to explicitly tell Portland, "Send me here." Send me to Miami. Right. Send me and, to and, the Lakers. Send and, me to the. But here's the thing: if you're Portland, you go look, yo, dude. I'll send you to the East, but yeah, I'm not sending you to the Lakers. Man. Yeah, it could be the James Harden situation you know, in Houston. You know, like there's no way in the world, you know, I'm not going to trade you to the Lakers. My rival, my dad, like you're Portland, you can't send him to the Lakers. Like that's just yeah. as great as a fit and that would be. You can't. You can't. There's not. First of all, there's nothing they can give you. No. Second of all, you just can't do that. That's a violation. I think you call us bluff at that point and say, "All right, if you want to hold out and not get paid, by all means, but we're not trading you there." Yeah. All right, big hour coming up next. We touch on some football right here, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the 3 and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks? Coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Well, a good, good, good morning. It's 7 a.m. in the east, 4 a.m. in the west. July the 17th. And you know what that means? I've always said it. Oh, we've only got a week to go. The pads come out. And I say it with a smile. Listen, I love baseball and I love hoop and I'm a hockey fan as well. You mixing some soccer, you got it. But there's nothing that stirs the blood like football, Figgy. Football. Now, are you one of those guys who, uh, you know, as soon as a camp opens up, you turn on NFL Network and you watch guys who are running around in shells and not really doing much, but you're locked in from day one? I'm already before that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on Baldy's breakdowns. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Those are good breakdowns, yes. I'm on all these breakdowns. I I I, I want to. The other day I was, I so. The greatest thing about having kids, right, is that you get to go go back and and all your useless sports knowledge. You have a captive audience. That's right. Good point. Right. So, so you could actually like live it and actually like it live it. Through your children again, that you're not living vicariously because that's not accurate, but you're kind of reliving your own childhood a little bit, right? And what you're doing is, and I hope someday you get this, you have this, my brother, because you, 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 they want to listen to you, and you're like, you're the voice for for at least another. I got a couple years left of being the voice of God. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until they go, mommy don't know anything. I don't know what he's talking about. Right. You know, but. Until they you, figure out life. You know, they know everything. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. But when it comes to, comes to this stuff, so I go with little Anthony, my little boy who's 11, who's playing football for the first time. And now, look, he's been exposed to it, the whole thing. And, you know, we, we are, you know, family friends with uh, Coach Spags, as mm-hmm. you know. And, yep. So Anthony's been on, been in his company many times, and 
he still goes, look. The kids go, they get a kick out. Anytime they watch Kansas City or Ford at the Giants or whatever, wherever Spags was on, they go, oh, my God, it's Uncle Spags, right? And they're looking at it and they go, look, look at him. Daddy, daddy. You know, like they don't know, right? Right. And so it's funny. Like he, we were watching the ball, these breakdowns. And it, and it was actually, you know, it's funny. It was a Rodgers. It was a, what a play. The play was ridiculous. So it was it was play action, but it was it looked like it was going to be a counter, and it was the the ball fakes. See, this is the thing about Rodgers, and and you're right about the salary thing, but when you look at how he handles the ball, and and his fakes, I mean, this play was executed. And it's an intricate play because it's a double fake. He executes it perfectly. And then, you know, the, everybody's going blocking as though it's a counter. And then he's got man with Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. And phew, laser touchdown. Yeah. It's the, uh, you know, the other part of the quarterback position, independent of throwing the ball, that you have to do the play action fakes, controlling the line of scrimmage, all that stuff that he masters as well. Because even people will tell you, that from a mechanical standpoint, he's not necessarily extremely polished, but because he can fling the ball so well and he's just that naturally gifted, I mean, he holds the ball like it's a loaf of bread sometimes, but he can get all, he get it out of his hand so quickly it doesn't even matter. I mean, he truly is an otherworldly you know, talent playing that position, even at the age that he is now. Dude, just the way he, the way, again, I, you know, that, to me, the mo- you're right, the most underrated skill of a quarterback that nobody ever talks about is ball handling, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 the way that you talk about it, loaf of bread, like that's a big deal. You can, I mean, you watch, watch what he does to defenses. It's it's just amazing. It, it's He's just masterful. It yeah, it is. It's amazing. So I'm sitting there. I'm watching all these breakdowns with Anthony, and uh, I'm going, all right, dude. The, you know, if you're playing. You know, he's going to be on a line. So I think he'll play either end or maybe tackle or guard, right? So I'm explaining both sides of the ball to him. Like, this will be your responsibility on this play. Mm-hmm. And, dude, like, you know, I am I could I could do it all day long. Right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, I got like three minutes before he goes, yeah, I do. Like, you know, yes. you know, all right, dad, good, dad. And I know when he – when when he's completely placating me, oh yeah, you could go, tell. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. No going to let me go. I I want to go and watch, you know, play on the iPad and yeah. watch whatever nonsense he watches. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I guess I try to limit the non-sports, but it doesn't work. Well, I mean, you got to yeah. let them do their other do their things. You know, every now and then, it can't just be. All sports, all day for them, you know. Give them their, sure. give them their Pokemon or whatever they do nowadays. Sure? I'm sure I sound old saying that. I don't know what the kids are into today. Yes, you I'm sure? sure. Yes, I'm sure. <sighs> Anthony, you have other interests. Write movies, watch yeah, movies. I know. I know. <laughs> so you know. I know. I'm joking around. No. Um, so, a- anyway, let the kid do his whatever Blue's Clues or whatever he does. I have no idea what this stuff I, is nowadays. <laughs> he's a, he's actually a dinosaur man. 
Oh, he I love it. I was too. Oh, he's a, he wants to be a paleontologist. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, like he's all about that. He now, does does he have a favorite dinosaur? Yeah, like he he you know these these video games are ridiculous, right? So oh, he's yeah. got. He's got, I, I guess it's Jurassic, but it's like Jurassic Park, right? Mm-hmm. Virtual Jurassic Park. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And so I think that's Godzilla. Anyway, so that he, is Godzilla. <laughs> he, he'll be like, yo, daddy, this is blah, 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 source. Uh, all right. You know, like he'll know, like he goes second level dinosaur. Like I know T Rex, right? Right. And raptors. Mm-hmm. Whatever Jurassic Park. All the Jurassic movie, Park dinosaurs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, I get it. It's Stegosaurus. All right, yeah. What's that weird thing that that spits whatever? You know, the little oh, the, the small one. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, the yeah. name of it, but yeah. yeah. So you know, like he goes, he's a second level dude. So I, yeah. and I, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I and I placate him. Oh yeah, all right. You know, it's cool, man. It's funny. Anyway, it goes back to team versus player. Yep. And it's funny because you can't even imagine that in football. Like, I love Aaron Rodgers, and I love Patrick Mahomes, and, you know, there's a lot of teams that I really like. But, you know, you got your one squad. It's the NFL. It's how you were – like, you're born into that thing. So the NBA being a player's league and rooting player over laundry, the concept is hard to wrap your arms around. Yeah, I, I do think in the NFL, an interesting experiment last season would have been, I'm sure there was at least some Patriot fans that became at least followers of Tom Brady and wanted him to do well in Tampa Bay and maybe even bought a Tampa Bay Tom Brady jersey. But when a guy plays at that level for 20-plus years in one place, I think it's only natural to kind of want to follow him. And look, if he had gone up to the Jets or something, it would have been different. But he was far enough away to where you could have kept up your support for him. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like, it's a generational divide when it comes to, to kids nowadays and who they like and the individual players that they follow, you know, and, you know, a lot of times these players will interact with people and they, they, they feel as if they have, it's like this celebrity thing where you feel like you have some sort of interpersonal relationship or some connection with them. You know, Kevin Durant did this chat, uh, on Friday with a bunch of just random fans, you know, where he was not just, you know, typing, but actually speaking with them, you know. And I think Did you what, really I mean, we're, 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 uh, I forget the name of the medium uh, and some people kind of screenshotted it and put and uploaded some videos on Twitter and, and they were talking about, you know, the reason why he left Golden State and the Ethan Strauss book and whether or not it was valid and, and all of that. But these were not, you know, reporters. These were just general you know, guys that you would find online that happened to be online when Kevin Durant signed on and they were just having this conversation going back and forth. You know, it's that kind of direct access. And maybe cool. it's Yeah. And maybe it's something that's going to end up permeating into the NFL, too, to a degree. I'm not sure. But, again, we talk about it all the time. The NBA markets players and the NFL markets the shield. Baseball doesn't market anything. Just kind of where it is, right? Why it is where it is right now. Baseball. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's so. That's amazing. They, there's an expression that I can't say on the radio. <laughs> but I started screwing it up. Yeah. They, they are the worst. Like I, I, like you. How do you screw this up? They have amazing talent. Like they got Babe Ruth, they sure the do. Japanese Babe Ruth, playing today, mm-hmm. and they got not just Babe Ruth, but Vlad, like Vlad, 
who hit two home runs last night. You still have Tatis, who's doing all of this uh, with a bad shoulder. Right. I'm, I, I was about to get to him. Go around baseball. Dude, it's the golden age of amazing talent. Yep. Figgy, the talent is, is, is oodling. It, it's amazing, the talent in MLB. And MLB just bleeps it up. Every time. I it's unreal. Their social media footprint, which is really where the best way for them to make inroads would be that, is non-existent. Almost non-existent. Like, if I were the league, you have to go in. You have to talk to these players. You talk to Tatis. You talk to Vlad. You talk to Shohei Otani. You get a media campaign going. You put them together in an ad. Put them together in an ad. You saw Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers doing commercials together. You know, why isn't baseball doing That's that sort of thing? That's a great idea. That's a great idea. It's a great idea. I agree. I mean, there's a million things you can do with these guys. Yeah. You know, you, you want to do a live clubhouse chat. You know, go look at his equipment. I mean, I don't care. Like, There's so know, many th- things you can do. It doesn't even mean to be, you don't need to be able, oh, well, oh, well, he speaks through an interpreter. Who cares? Who cares? Exactly. Get like, creative. There's a million ways in this day and age where, you know, like you, you should, you want to talk about like customs, like customs and culture is interesting. Like we're, we're, in, we're in the golden age of, culture and customs and understanding each other because there's a natural we're all inquisitive about everybody else's culture yeah well, and, and we this- want to experience it so i mean you got you got you know between vlad tatis otani you, you got guys that are so interesting i you know and- i mean if i'm major league baseball I, i'm i'm showing you where otani grew up yes i'm sending a crew to japan and go, dude. I want. I want the greatest footage and stories, and we'll just repurpose this thing seventeen different ways. I mean, think of how wide the reach is. I mean, this is something that baseball, basketball has it to a certain degree with the international flavor, but I think baseball has a leg up on the other major sports at how diverse they are, with how many players from how many different backgrounds. Yeah. How you cannot capitalize on that and get you can get a global marketing strategy off of this. Not just America. I know America is the biggest one. But, I mean, who's a bigger melting pot than the United States? We have literally everybody from every walk of life, from every corner of the world here. And all those people or many of those cultures are represented in Major League Baseball. And they do nothing with it. I mean. It's, it, it, it seems easy. It should be easy. Like, do they, like, let me ask you a question. If you go to an Angels game, is there ramen? Uh, I probably, I, I believe so. I have not, I haven't necessarily seek, uh, seeked it out, but I'm sure there probably is. Yeah? I'm sure there is. There's because, sushi. You know, there's... Yeah, no, but I, I don't know if they're, like, but my point is, is that I would have, you know, I would create things like around ramen and hot dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like meld the cultures and oh. like, oh, like back when I was a little kid and I was broke and I would fix top ramen and slice up hot dogs into it and throw it into a pot. Exactly like that. <laughs> Just like that. Uh, but you get my point. Like you I can do. have some fun. I do. You can have some a real fun with that. All right. The I, the aspect of team v player. Let's dive a little bit deeper. We'll bring the guys in. Psycho Chris and my man Nikki. We'll talk to those guys as well, kind of deep diving. 
We got the four coming up. We got lots of get, things to get to. We're the fellas on a Saturday. Counting it down, Fox Sports Radio. Fellas. My man ain't with the groove line. Chris, you're crazy, man. I love it. Uh huh. Psycho. That's the name. You are. I love it. You always hit me with something good. Uh huh. Don't forget. I want to listen to the song. Uh, fellas, brought to you by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back. You earn your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing. Discover's accept 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. You know, throughout the uh, years, if you listen to this show with Link and I and, and Figgy's been a huge part of this thing and now co-host. Uh, well, I've always talked about uh, Anthony Bourdain, Fig. You know that. I was a huge fan of his. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, I love that show, his first show, which was incredible, No Reservations, where he'd be traveling all over the world, and he really understood the idea culture. And he was inquisitive, and, you know, a lot of it obviously was done through food with him being a chef, but... It was really what made people tick around the world. Mm-hmm. And it gave you a, really a slice of life. Like, you felt like you were on this journey with him, which is the greatest, you know, compliment you can give somebody as a television host. Like, if they're taking you on this journey. And so, you know that, you know, he committed suicide. And uh, really, I, I shook everybody up and the whole thing. Well, they're coming out with a... Uh, with a documentary on his life, and uh, it came it came out yesterday. So I, I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, you realize what he meant to that sort of thing, the culture of the world. He was a conduit. I mean, and you thought he had the greatest job in the world. That was that was like, oh my god. Wouldn't it be great to travel the world and you never know someone's demons? That's true. You never know what's uh, festering underneath the surface, you know. Um, I heard a story listening to a podcast a few months ago and the host said, you know, I live in in this building, this high rise in San Francisco. It's expensive. And, like, the guy lives in a penthouse above me is, like, a multimillionaire and he committed suicide. Almost the exact same situation. He said, and he's like, you run into him. You think he had everything. He had the car. He had the great penthouse. You had girls, you got whatever you want, but you never know what someone's personal demons. That's what people mean when they say, you know, money can't buy happiness, you know, yeah. or even success can't buy happiness. I think back to if we're to related to a sports uh, situation, after the Packers defeated the Steelers and won the Super Bowl about, I guess it would be about 10 years ago now, Aaron Rodgers said he remembers being on the team playing, flying back after they won the championship and saying to himself, is that it? Like, is this... This is what I've trained for forever. We won the title. We should be happy, and I am happy. But I mean, you have a, a little bit of an empty feeling after you've set, you've accomplished the goal that you set out to accomplish. It's just the, the the feeling is is a little empty to a certain degree. Now, maybe I don't know if that's unique to him or not. Some people can ride high for years and years off of that, but for him, he just says, "I still felt there was a bit of a void there for whatever reason, and I couldn't really explain why." Well. You know what? It's interesting. It's what makes sports such a unique, 
unique thing because obviously the player is the one with the real accomplishment, right? Mm-hmm. So the fan, you talk about living vicariously. Absolutely. So the fan is living vicariously, right? Now, there's a degree of truth because if, especially if you're a fan of like where you're from and maybe you're, 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 childhood team and and when they win it brings back real memories or if you're a big fan they're a part of your life right and if you're still living in that area you have you know you're sharing it with loved ones and and family and friends and it's like um it's a profound feeling right like you know when i was when the eagles won the super bowl i'm in my home of philadelphia right so my cousin is like my brother, all the kid, all the my friends I grew up with as kids. You know, we all watched the game in the hotel room, and then we got drunk and and we're hugging all these people and drinking till five six o'clock in the morning with you know thousands and thousands of other Eagle fans, right? right? And it was in my city, and it was a it was it was just beautiful. When I say drunk, I mean like just happy and. You know, we were drinking and all, but it was like this happy, almost rapture feeling, right? It, right. Was, it was profound. But there is a degree of, all right, well, that's it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, what next? Well, then there's next year, right? Like, yeah, there's a new journey. Yeah, right? what time did you guys stop saying this was great and Nick Foles was phenomenal? Uh, so what's the quarterback situation look like next year? Right, like, right. Like, is that after you? Right after you got home from the parade, like when did that? Yeah. When did that you like, know, thought cross your mind? Oh my God! I remember thinking. I, in fact, I was talking to my buddy about it last night. We were talking about. It, he goes, "You know, amazing. We were thinking that with Wentz, the Eagles won the Super Bowl with Foles, and they'll have ten years of Wentz to <laughs> yeah. to you know where they're going to wow. We get to watch him for ten. You know, things are good." And we started to think about that. You know, I mean, that's what it was. But for the player, right, the athlete mm-hmm. that wins the title, you know, it's a rare guy, right? Like Jordan and LeBron. And, you know, look, look at LeBron. Let's look at LeBron for a second. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing figure in that he's the, the work that he puts into his body. Like, he got all the money in the world. You have successes in all the fields, right? Like, yep. you know, Space Jam drops. And he just, he you know, he's got amazing successes and all. But yet he still trains and keeps himself in shape like he would if he has nothing. And that's a rare guy. It's hard to do. Who doesn't get fat figuratively or on your laurels. Or literally, you know? too. Right. Sure. You know, that... I mean, some argue that that kind of happened to Shaq, especially towards the end of his tenure in Los Angeles with the Lakers. You know, he won a couple of titles, kind of got a little fat and happy, wanted more money even though he wasn't in shape, and that's what precipitated him getting shipped out, and that's what precipitated him, you know, to lose weight and get better and help the Heat, you know, win a championship. But, yeah, I do think that's that's a major part of it. You know, that's – I keeping that motivation people talked about michael jordan having to invent ways to keep himself motivated i think a lot of these guys are able to do that because if you worked so hard from your college days you get drafted now you're fighting to get a starting spot now you want to become an all pro now you want to win a a super bowl once you've accomplished all of that from a playing career standpoint you, you think to yourself like what's left where do you find that motivation when you've already reached the top of the mountain there's nowhere else to go right you know 
And then it starts to, well, let me collect them. Yes. You know, like that was Phil Jackson's thing, right? Like, right. I'm going to collect these things. It's collecting. It's like anybody could do it once. Right. Because that's their, that's their rationale. Anybody could do it once, but can you collect them? Yeah. Because then only a true chance. And that's why, you know, listen, when we talk about goats, you know, the true greats of the great, like look at Brady. Like Brady, I marvel at Brady. He's, Listen, yeah, I'm not a Brady fan at all. Neither am I. Right? You know, but how in the world can you not respect the goat? Like he's at it and working hard. His body and and he just loves to play. And you talked about him taking pay cuts. Like a guy that just loves to play of all people. Who should not put his body in in peril? Who doesn't have to do any of that? He's amazing. I just I I just marvel at him. And that's almost what you think it is, right? Like it's the winning is great, and I'm sure he's had fun, and it's phenomenal. He just enjoys playing the game. He enjoys the preparation. It's the the adage of you know people who are results oriented versus people who are process oriented. And you get a sense that Tom Brady's one of those guys who enjoys getting up early and doing his pliability TB12 stuff and going to the facility and watching tape, helping young guys, you know, try to get things together. The challenge of going to a new team last year, that process part is what he enjoys. And the winning of the championships over these 20 years has been a byproduct of him enjoying the process of getting ready to play football every Sunday for 17 weeks, you know? You know, it's a great, Great way to put it. It's a great way to put it. He is, he that that's his world, right? That's his routine, and it goes back to, I told you, uh, you know, Kevin Ross is he's the D backs coach for the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. and I told you he's a buddy of ours, and we were at dinner recently, and he was telling a story about they were on the plane ride back from the championship, beating Pat, beating Green Bay. And he said, everybody's hooting and hollering, right? Yeah, Super Bowl, here we come. And he goes, I look over, and here's Brady, and he's already watching Chiefs Chiefs tape. Like, you know, you can't even allow yourself right. the NFC Championship post-game plane ride, like of all times. Like, that's the time. But he's like, listen, we didn't win anything. Mm-hmm. It's just about the Super Bowl. Like, they gave him guff for – when the Eagles, when Nick Foles beat him, he didn't shake his hand. Right. That was a big thing. Right. And I got news for you, Like, I got no problem with that. Yeah. People, I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, people make a know, big he, deal about that stuff. I really don't care as much. Yeah. I Like, I, I like who cares? Like, the dude's such a competitor. He's like, well, I'm, I don't shake the dude's hand. Like, you know, whatever. I don't need to shake hands after it. Because, listen, there's a lot of fraternization anyway, so who cares? Yeah. Like, you know, I love a guy that just wants to win. Like, that's what he cares about is just winning. And he's upset that he didn't. So it's not necessarily, I don't think, disrespect. You can go out of your way to disrespect a player. Not shaking his hand, at least for me, is not necessarily a, a direct sign or an aggressive sign of disrespect towards another player. So, you know, that happens in the NBA a lot. A guy will walk off the court with, you know, eight seconds left with the clock running down and doesn't actually shake hands with the opponent, that stuff doesn't really bother me. No, I don't care. It never really, it never has. No, no, I don't care about that. I agree with you. 
Uh, but getting back to Rodgers. Yes. What Rodgers, to your point, I think Rodgers is incredibly intelligent. And I think that whole concept of this is it is a byproduct of his intelligence. Mm. You know, where he's like, well, wait a second, this is this is all there is? Like what what I thought I thought it would be even more profound. Right. You know? Right. And it makes sense. And maybe I'm sure he's found it now because he hasn't got back there yet in a decade. So yeah, now he's like, oh, well, wait a second, that <laughs> means um. I mean, that comes with age, just in general, Anthony. Where you just you know you appreciate you know a moment or something happens in your life, and maybe in that moment you don't appreciate it, and then ten, twelve, thirteen years later, you're like, man, maybe I should have savored that a little bit more. Yeah, dude, that's profound. Yeah, that's. That- profundity right there. I think that man. happens to all of us. You know, it happens yeah. to every last one of us. Yeah, definitely. Hey, hit us with some trending. Okay. Uh, we'll start with the Open Championship. It is uh, well underway. The heavy hitters at the top of the board won't tee off for another couple of hours. Those are who we'll focus on. Louis Oosthuizen does hold the top spot. He eagled at 14 on Friday. He only failed to make par one time. He would shoot a 5-under 65 for the round. He was has a two-stroke lead over Colin Morikawa. He buried seven holes himself on Friday. Jordan Spieth, two shots off the lead, and Phil Mickelson missed the cut. In Major League Baseball, you had Kyle Hendricks winning his 10th straight decision at the Cubs beat Madison Bumgarner and Arizona 5-1. to one. Home runs from Mitch Hanniger and Kyle Seeger lifted Seattle over the Angels 6-5. to five. Jet Lowry with a walk-off home run leading Oakland over Cleveland. Mike Yastrzemski had two home runs for the Giants as they defeated St. Louis. Dodgers defeated the Rockies. Red Sox over the Yankees 4-0. Red Sox 7-0 this season against New York. Austin Meadows with the walk-off hit leading the Rays over the Braves. Damian Lillard refuted a report saying that he was going to request a trade from the Portland Trail Blazers. He did say that he has not made a firm decision on what his future will be. Back to the fellas. Alright, well we're the fellas. I'm Anthony Gargano. He's Kevin Figures, Psycho Chris, and Nikki. Psycho Chris, curious that we're having this conversation about the player, the laundry, especially it's like that in the NBA. You're you're a laundry man, right? Like the the, the laundry means means something to you, isn't that right? I do plenty of laundry. Yes. Yeah, it's not fun. You no, know, that, you know that was coming. I tried. No, no, no. I I know, I know. It's so bad. <laughs> I tried. You're talking about dad, dad jokes. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. No, no. I, I, it's, it's just, it's been funny watching this kind of Aaron Rodgers thing unfold. I, I, I'm genuinely baffled by it. I've seen everyone swinging back towards that he's going to stay with the team now. But as you say, it's just, this is the age where, Everything's kind of getting aired out, and I, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to say we've kind of seen something like this. We had, you know, I, I think back to Brett Favre. You know, that was kind of in my my childhood growing up. But this is uh, this is something new. This is something in my division for the for the NFC North. You know, I cover the Lions and. I mean, hell, I, I like to see him play, but having a year off without Aaron Rodgers in two games, that'd be pretty cool. Nikki, what about you, Nick? When you think about yourself, because we're in part of the discussion is because I I told you about a a, a guy I had a conversation with yesterday. 
talking about how, look, you know, you got Damian Lillard fans more than Portland Trailblazers fans. And that the NBA is a league where you root for players, not for teams. And I just go, I don't understand. You can't have a parade for a player. I think that when you look at the player empowerment age that we live in now, where guys are openly demanding trades, whether it's the NBA, whether it's NFL, it's one of those things where I used to be of a mindset where, man, I would love to see someone finish their career in one spot, whether it was Kevin Garnett back with the T-Wolves, now with Damian Willard and the Portland Trailblazers. But when a guy is with a team for X amount of years, in this case, Damian Lillard's case, and he's looking around saying, okay, I got CJ McCollum and I have Nurkic, but Nurkic has had health issues lately. Who else do I have? And the guys they've drafted and brought in, they haven't been able to really bring in that guy who can really be a number two, who could really be an Anthony Davis for LeBron James in the way that, you know, that Damian Lillard needs. And I, I, I understand now, I got to the point in my mind where I now understand why certain guys after giving a team, you know, five plus years of, hey, let's, you know, you have this many years to put a team together. I, I understand why a guy would be, hey, I want to go. I need to go elsewhere. I, no, I but understand. I understand. Like, I get that. Like, I get it from Damian Lillard's, but I'm talking about a fan perspective. Well, from a fan perspective, like, you know, I'm a Lakers fan, and it's just one of those things where it's like, I think it, it depends on the team. Like, if you're a fan of the Lakers, for example, like, the Lakers across the chest means something. That's history. That's, you know, that's the goal. We were, you know, we were just talking recently of like, you know, is like what's next if you win a title. It's like, well, when you're the Lakers, like a lot, there are a lot of players that want to wear that 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 laundry and that want to wear the Lakers across the chest or a certain franchise across, you know, across their chest or on their shoulders in terms of a uniform, and that's their ultimate goal. And so you have guys like that. And I think that, you know, you mentioned Ant, you can't have a parade for a player. I understand that. But at the same time, it's one of those things where if you're in their position and a team's not really doing their best to put to put a team around you that you can consistently win titles and elevate your game, you know, there, there's not much you as a player can can do outside of just say, hey, I I no, I, don't, I listen. I don't blame Dame Lillard one set one bit. Like it's well within his prerogative to go. You're not doing enough for me. It's not even that. It's, I'm just talking more about the statement that the guy told me that you know it's not about the laundry anymore. It's about the player, and that's what the fans are looking at. And that's what I, I start to go. Really, is that is, is that we're in a sea change? Of how we root. Yeah, I get that, and I, I agree. It, it's it's something that just me personally. I mean, look at you, like you're a Lakers fan, right? Like, why are you a Lakers fan? Because I you grew up, up watching upstate Shaq New York and Kobe. Yeah, but you're an upstate New York kid, right? Now you didn't have an NBA team, so I'll give you somewhat of a pass. <laughs> well, but like, I if mean, you if the, you like uh, the. You like the what? The Yankees in baseball. I like the Yankees, but to go back to the NBA, we did have the Syracuse Nationals all those many decades ago, way before I was born. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, I, I'm not expecting you to. Yeah, read. no, no. no. I, I think that it's just it's gone to a point. Like, now why we were you a, a Knicks fan? Why was I a Knicks fan? Because the Knicks were bad, and the Lakers were on TV more when I was a kid. Whenever I would turn the TV on and watch basketball, the Lakers were on TV. And that's why I think it's down to now, and it was just that 
what are kids and, and young people especially being shown more? You know, we live in an age where not a lot of people are watching games or watching highlights. So it's who has the biggest dunk of the night? Who has the biggest highlights? And therefore, kids and younger people are looking at and becoming fans of those guys. My cousin, who's a little bit younger than me, is a is a, a, a was a Ray Allen guy, but he never rooted for the he wasn't he wasn't like, oh, I'm a Bucks guy or I'm a Heat guy. He's like, whatever team Ray Allen is on, I'm supporting that team because he loves Ray Allen so much or loved Ray Allen so much. I think it's different yeah. approaches for different sports at the end of the day. I mean, I see this attitude a lot more with NBA than I do with NFL. If you if you get into the NFL, you're getting in because of a regionalism, because of a team. It might be one player, but then it's, you know, it's as you say, it's a laundry for that team. For the NBA, it seems a little more transient. I don't know if it's all highlights, uh, like some say, but there's definitely more. You know, we always talk about with the NBA, it's a star-driven league. Well, that means people are going to follow the stars more. For the NFL, I don't think that's as true. People are still more loyal to the teams themselves. Yeah, I guess, and I guess baseball. I, I don't know. I mean, think. baseball's in a weird spot. Yeah, yeah. They're they're well. they're 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 in a moment where. It feels like we're getting real actual stars back in baseball for the first time in forever. But I don't think because there's such a massive volume of games, you almost have no option but to have a team lock into those teams, 162 games, and then also follow along with a couple of stars like Otani or Tatis or or Vlad. And but you, you have to outside of those highlights, outside of those big moments, retreat back into the pool of your team. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree to some extent. I will th- we'll discuss it further. We're the fellas. He's Kevin Figures. we got Psycho Chris, Nikki, I'm Cuz, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, fellas. Hey, Fig, one passing thought. They talked about Bryson DeChambeau's uh, driver because he blamed his driver. And then the, the people who designed the drive at Cobra are all bent out of shape. Like, come on, man. Is there context or what? I mean, it, it wasn't the best look for, for Bryson to say that, though. Can't admit to no. that. Yeah, like, but yes. Okay, but who, like, really? Like whatever, the dude's frustrated. He's not. He didn't play well. Uh, uh, you know, he he hates the driver. Whatever it is, like you got to. You want to get all your backup. Like you understand what's what this is about. Well, I mean, look, they were gonna have some sort of response to it. I mean, it's one of those. Don't blame the equipment. You know, you strike out a trillion times or keep popping up. You can't say, man, these stupid Louisville slugger. I can't work with this. This is a piece of crap. I feel like in golf, though. Like if you're not that that is a sport where if you're not comfortable with the equipment, it does affect your game. It's quite a bit. There's a lot more different uh, availability of equipment to you in golf. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. That's his equipment though. This is just some random clubs that he just picked up out of nowhere. You practice with this stuff. You use this stuff all the time. I mean, maybe <laughs> this was a new crushed. thing for him. I don't know. No, I don't know no, the history on the shampoo. There's no way you're going to be at a major tournament just using a random club. That there's these guys are way too prepared. Especially Bryson. Bryson is supposed to be the new new age. You know, health and health and all that stuff and lifting weights <laughs> and on top of everything. There's no right. way he will let something like this slip through the cracks. No, no. Just say not. I sucked. 
Hey, I, I had a listen, bad drive. It's fine. I, like, I, I get again. I get it. I just, you know, it's we're scrambling, and oh, you know, it's unfortunate he would say something like that. Like, oh, come on, dude. Listen, it's the same. It's the same thing when the guy's frustrated. And he's just going. You know, he's just lashing out. I don't know. Like, I just think it's stupid. Yeah, and I mean, why, like, why is it? Like, why is it? Like, oh, the Cobra needs to respond. Brands have quiet. takes now. Brands have voices. Everyone's got a social well, media exactly. account. Exactly. Like, like, it's you. like, stop with the brand. I don't want to hear from the brand. Yeah, I'm you sure the brand, the, brand the brand doesn't want to hear Bryson talk trash about their product when it's not the product's fault. It's the player's fault. I realize in the grand scheme, it's probably the story is the, a bigger maybe deal. Maybe the driver sucks. If the driver sucks, they don't use it. Why do you have it? <laughs> I, I agree that I think we're blowing the the story as as a whole out of proportion. It's making a bigger deal out of it than it needs to be. But yeah. at the same time, I'm not going to defend Bryson. Bryson, he shouldn't have I'm said not, it. I'm not even defending it as much as I go. I don't need to hear from some you know some engineer who made a who made a driver. But we've seen this, right? We saw when um, oh, whose shoe was it? Zion's shoe who blew out. Yes, yeah. Well, like, that was bad. The, like there was that was a, a horrible. Whole, that was bad. Yeah, but the, the brand scrambled around. They were they were trying to fix it. They were trying to get a replacement one in there. They were terrified it was going to tank their stock. Like there's a massive PR and marketing arm that every time these this kind of sports equipment is used, there is a massive panic yes. to fix these kind of absolutely, things. which is I, why I, it is I, a big I, deal for them. I get it. I just, I don't know. I, I, I think you've got the right take. I think he's just frustrated and taking out whatever he can. It's like, yeah, I mean, I just think there's no context. Well, there, take ownership. Way. No, the context is take ownership. You play bad. You hit a bad shot. You had a bad day okay, on the green. But he's not blaming his coach. Like, if he blamed his coach, I would go, oh, all right, yo, dude, that's out of line. You know what I mean? So he can't. So he's blaming the equipment that again he uses, and I'm sure he's used in the past. Okay, and all of a but sudden, he's, yeah, but but it's I I don't know. I didn't take it as like. I guess I took it. I didn't take it as literal as everybody else did. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, could be wrong. He said what he said. I, I, so uh, all right. <laughs> With the fellas <laughs> right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right. Welcome back. Happy, happy, happy Saturday. Sports Saturday. We got game five tonight. That's amazing because we began the show. We were talking a lot about game five and how the Damian Lillard news yesterday really overshadowed game five. Now, Fig brought up a great point that game five is happening uh, about seven weeks after game four. But now, I mean, you're right. The, the fact that there was such a layoff between games is ridiculous. Yeah. What are we doing? It NBA, is. You, it's ridiculous. NBA, you want to keep yourself at the forefront of everybody's minds. This is not the way to do it. No. However, I will say this. It's um, been a great series. Follow along game cast. I refuse to watch the game. So you're seriously I, just sitting there staring at a computer screen as the computer as it updates itself? Well, my phone. Or your phone on the GameCast, okay? Yeah. Yeah, my phone. Like there's been a couple times when I like I either walked in the room the game was on or I put it on for a second, but it's like I would look at it like I would like like I Medusa and I would turn to stone. <laughs> If I stared at it too long. I like that. Don't look back. No, don't do it. You're going to turn into stone. Oh, you're missing some good. we got to find Perseus to cut off the head and get rid of it so he can watch some of this good basketball I there. No, I on. can't. I'm getting built like a Ben Stimmons <laughs> shot. shot. <laughs> tomorrow. Right. No, no one can get more bent than that. That's, that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can't get more sideways than that. <laughs> but <laughs> it, 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 it's hysterical. But it's a great series, man. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. 2-2. Uh, Milwaukee, I, I love them tonight. I do. I love them. I think they win the game outright, Fig. You think they've uh, found something? they found the momentum now? Or is it that the Suns look as a young roster without a lot of experience – you know, you feel like the pressure is all on them. They're back home. Again, you know, the home team has won every single game in this series. So now the Suns are have the pressure all on their shoulders, and this is kind of a position that this young roster hasn't really been in before. 
Yeah, and that's kind of what I look at. And, you know, with Milwaukee finding, you know, you want to call him Batman, you want to call him whatever it is, secondary guy. Call him Darkwing Duck, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, he is. He's playing really good basketball. And I, I look at this whole thing and I go, yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Milwaukee playing that well. Yeah. I could see it. And look, they're, I could they're see this thing. A veteran team, a veteran roster that's been through the wars that had, that has had high expectations and has not come through before. Didn't have the highest expectations coming into this postseason. And look, things obviously broke in their favor with injuries to to the Nets and Sixers, obviously. But that those are the breaks that you get. And now they have the guys who are playing with confidence, namely Chris Middleton. You know, he's the he's the big one for them. He's the one that's kind of finally turned the corner and realizing just how good he actually is and just being aggressive on the offensive end of the floor, not being passive, which was a big criticism of his back in the day, or at least allowing the game to come to him, being a spot-up shooter. Now you're seeing him attack. He took 33 shots the other night. That's ridiculous. That was almost unheard of. I know. Isn't it amazing? And Giannis took, I think, 18 or 19. Like, that's that's unreal. I know. But guess what? It it was – they 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 found the recipe, man. They have, you know. And then I could see, I could still see another night where Giannis goes off. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think ever since they got home to Milwaukee, ever since they got to Game Three, I mean, they found something. Even at the end of Game Two, when he just relentlessly attacked the paint, it just they they've just figured out there's no way. I like DeAndre Ayton; he's a good player. Um, but when they go big, obviously Ayton has to guard Lopez. And they just have nobody that can hang. Especially nah. not that Sarge could do much anyway. He was at least a but, quality body that yeah, could bring. He was a body. He was a, body. He, was a yep. body. he can he can shoot, so he can bring you out of the paint a little bit. Um, so they missed him from that standpoint. But I mean, I don't know how much of a difference he would be making right now, considering how dominant Giannis has been on both sides of the floor. And with him playing that way, destroying the paint, and Chris Middleton being as aggressive as he is. You don't even need Drew Holiday to be that spectacular. No, no. Let Drew keep doing his thing defensively against Chris Paul. And just, you know, get a little Connaughton, make an open shot every now and then here and there. Lopez will make a shot here and there. And just have the hustle plays from P.J. Tucker and Bobby Portis. You really don't need much else. I will tell you, too, and, you know, we forget that they're playing without DiVincenzo. That's right. Who was a really good role player for them. Yeah, he's a glue guy for them. Absolutely. Another way, he can also handle the ball, like mm-hmm. a secondary ball handler kind of guy. Could shoot the three a little bit. So he was a guy that actually played a little bit of a role for Milwaukee. It, 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 do you think that Suns Bucks works? Like, is the country enamored by it? No. Yeah. Not in the least bit. Unless you are a basketball diehard. Because yeah. the brands aren't going to do anything for you. I don't think Giannis, two-time MVP, great player, is not a household name. He isn't. And by household name, I mean, does your mom who doesn't watch sports know? Your mom who doesn't watch sports knows who LeBron James is. She probably knows who Steph Curry is. And I use, that as an, I use my mom as an example because she is that. She knows who Steph Curry is. She, would have, she wouldn't know Giannis if he fell in her lap. Yeah, but she likes Steph because she probably goes, oh, look how he's cute. Maybe you know? that there there might be something to that, but I mean he was in the finals for 15 straight years. Obviously, I'm exaggerating. Exciting player, dynamic player, things that you haven't seen before. 
Um, he's someone who's doing the golf show, whatever reality yeah, show yeah, he yeah, has. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's transcended the sport to a certain degree. LeBron yeah, obviously has transcended the sport, uh, and he ha- and obviously Giannis has not at this point. So you, if you don't have the marquee franchises themselves to sell on, you have to have an individual player. The Cavaliers weren't going to sell anything, but LeBron was. The Suns and the Bucks, on top of not being two marquee household name franchises, marquee franchises, they don't have marquee names either. Devin Booker, eight years, nine years from now could be. But today he's not. So that's what they have working against them. Yeah. And uh, man, man. It's shame too. It's Devin Booker, man. Wow. Spectacular. I mean, jeez, I love I love watching him play. And you know, Kobe Bryant was his mentor and he would pick Kobe's brain all the time. He plays like Kobe. He the does. Way he's an assassin he in the mid range. That's a great, great comp. He's not he afraid. Is. You know, he has He a, also he, tells you that you know you don't need to be Bombing from threes. Yes, which I love. Yeah. You know, that team as a whole, you know, they've they're shooting a lot more mid range jump shots, you know, than than the league norm. You know what I mean? And the Bucks are to a degree too. Chris Middleton lives in the mid range a lot. More often more than a lot of players in the modern NBA uh do. But between Bridges, Booker, we know Chris Paul has been a mid range demon his entire career. I don't know if they're revolutionizing anything because you can always – the thing that people always fall back on as well, neither of these teams would have been here if X team was healthy, which is probably true if we're keeping it, you know, 100. But, you know, it, I think it's refreshing, at least for purists like us, to see that there is another way to be able to win other than just bombing three-pointers left and right. Yeah, I, I, I got to be real with you. That gets old for me. I'm same. I'm with it you. It does. It just gets old for me. What, I, I, I don't mind. I, I, I mean, I get spacing and and shooting, and you know, it's a huge part of it. I just don't want to see, you know, eighty threes in a game. Yeah, and you know that's why, especially it's different when you get into the postseason. Everybody's good and everybody's matching up. You know, seven right. times, but in the regular season, that's why you would see so many blowouts. Mm-hmm. People use the three ball to get up big. You're down big, so you try to use the three to get back into it. Sometimes you can, and the nights you can't, you know, whereas back in the day you would lose by 12, now you're losing by 32 because yeah. you keep shooting and you keep yeah. missing and the other team keeps making them. And it just, yeah. it's bad basketball, and it's, it's, it's hard to watch. Speaking of bad basketball, I, I got to run this by you. Team USA. <laughs> yeah. And it got even more unsightly with JaVale McGee. <laughs> oh, not a fan of JaVale, huh? I mean, Mr. Shackton the fool himself. Oh, my God. You know, listen, I know they're exhibition games. You can't make a big deal out of it that they lost. But Pop seems to be doing a Larry Brown. <laughs> yeah. that's And not in a good way. Yeah, the Olympic Larry Brown from 2004. Yeah, where they ignore the game, the game that the, the game itself, the, how it's played internationally. You know, you just want well back then we just tried to out talent everybody. That's when we found out that wasn't gonna work. Yeah, they were like Larry LB hated shooters. He just wanted to defend. It made sense because they sure didn't have any. Who they have? LeBron, Oof. Wade, Iverson, oh my Duncan. God, they had nobody could shoot the ball. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And Pop, it's the same thing with the way he styled plus like, dude. It's international, man. I mean, and he got. And I got to tell you something too. Yeah, he was weak 
And I'm a pop fan. I love pop. Going after he the media. He was weak going after that reporter. Yeah. That reporter was right. That was a fair question. He was right. You're right. The act of Popovich going after reporters, it was cute for about seven years. It's old now. I'm over it. Him yeah, doing the old crotchety he... thing against reporters. Yeah, stop, dude. I've been over it for years. Yeah. And that was a fair question. Yes, Team USA has been mopping the floor with people historically forever. That was a fair question to ask in context at that particular time. And because the team lost and they didn't perform well, Pop got defensive. It's exactly what happened. That's it. That's exactly it. And that's why I go, yeah, no, 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 no. You can't deflect. Yeah. Bottom line is, I don't care if it's exhibition or not, your team didn't perform, and now we're worried about this Olympic. He better win the gold. Yeah. I mean, the thing now for them is, you know, shooting isn't a problem. They have, you know, they're going to get Booker. They're going to get uh, Chris Middleton on the team. You already have Lillard. You already have Kevin Durant. I'm not concerned about the outside shooting. I am concerned about their size in the middle. I mean, yes, they brought in JaVale McGee, and I guess that helps a little bit. It gives you a shot blocker, which they were lacking before. Pop saying, like, Kevin Love gives us an international big guy that can do. What is Kevin Love going to do in the paint? By the way, he hadn't played in a year and a half, it seems like. At least yeah. not at a high level. Dude, right. He pulled Come out because he's hurt. Style with Kevin Love. Yeah. Come on. It's ridiculous. All right, let's do this. Let's come back. We got the four. I think you're going to like these questions where our panel competes in four randos. So you're looking forward to how you're going to answer some of these questions. There might be an NBA question on there. There's always a football question. Lots to get to. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fellas, Kevin Figures, Psycho Chris, Nikki, I'm Cuz. Figgy, hey, real quick, I got a dumb question. No dumb questions, Anthony. Can I ask it to you? Uh, Can I ask you the question? Sure. Because it's dumb and I should know it, but I don't, and uh, I have no shame. Um. The difference between the so we had the Euros, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And I thought the Copa was the answer. The North, the the Americas, right? Yes. North, Cop- uh, Copa's for South America. Oh, Copa South America. Yes. I got you. And the yeah, Gold Cup. Gold Cup is North America. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah. It's FIFA's divided by continents. Conmebol South America's Copa. CONCACAF is the gold cup right now for North America, yeah. Okay, I got you. All right. Yeah, I should have known that. That's fine. Nobody really Uh, thinks about the gold cup. They really don't. The reason why Euros and Copa are so important is South America and Europe are, those are the only two continents that win World Cups. Yeah, those are all the best players are, you know. Okay, right. Because I know there was like a big deal about the Copa, like, oh, man, Copa's a monster, and Brazil, Argentina. No disrespect to like because they're great and it's players. Like the Gold Cup gets no love. No, think of it as no disrespect to Mexico, who has great players in a, in a few other countries. But I mean that it's like the like the G League championship. To be honest it, with it, you, uh, in comparison right. to the rest of the world, it's you know? just yeah, I'm very, just wondering because it gets no like love. Yeah, it's a very shallow pool for Concacaf. It's usually it's 
unless there is just a massive breakdown, you're almost kind of penciling in USA, Mexico yes. for almost every final for Gold Cup. Okay. We do play Canada, by the way, on Sunday on Fox. I got, so I got go. <laughs> Get a little plug in there since you brought it up there, Anthony. Yeah. Sunday uh, at 5 I, Eastern, I believe, on Fox. Uh, USA takes on Canada in pool play. CONCACAF, just, just to show you where the Gold Cup is, they they invite countries from around the world. So Qatar right now is part of CONCACAF Gold Cup. I saw that. Even though like, they're not part of North America. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when I saw that, I go, what's that about? Yeah, like, that's, that happens. How's that happens Qatar the there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just figured there was something there with, because they're going to host the World Cup next year. I don't know. Yeah. No. Anyway, thanks for uh, for straightening that out for me. I was wondering why there was no love. Seem to be the... doing these every week, getting the good soccer questions, and I like it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I like it. I think you know. So I just want to educate myself a little more. No, that's cool. Good. I like that. I, you know? I, I I remember growing up being into soccer, and I just remember every PE teacher I had just took every chance they could just to just denigrate soccer because they thought it was just people flopping or that you were weak for playing soccer. Like I enjoy that people are actually interested in it, have questions about it, and it's it's genuinely getting some love in North America where. It's just kind of hard to find it sometimes. By the way, that's the most American thing ever. Yeah. Here's a sport that literally everybody else on the planet loves, and we want to laugh and point fingers and denigrate somebody for liking it. <laughs> yeah, that's And I true, love my man. country, and I love being an American, but my God, that is the most American thing ever, you know? Yeah, no, I hear you. No, that's, that's actually a good point. <laughs> All right, it's time now to play the four, and uh, I'm going to give you guys four questions, and... You guys will formulate the answers. So here you go. I'm going to read you the questions in order. We will start with the three players you root for the most that may be not your team. Right? So you're, if you were going to just go player only, these are the three players, any sport, that you would root for over the team. All right? Because that's part of the conversation this morning. Okay. I like it. Question number two. So I told you I, I took my Anthony to get, and early in the show I brought this up, I brought him to the sporting goods store, mm-hmm. Dick's Sporting Goods, and he to get some football equipment. And, and dude, I, I think I was out of my mind, right? Because I'm looking at him, and, I, and I'm looking at all this stuff. I'm going, this is awesome. This is outrageous. There were There were... The, the football gloves, right? Yeah. They look like they were like superhero gloves. Like I was expecting one to have like a web come out of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Like the cleats are ridiculous. Like well, I'm looking at the cleats. I'm going, oh my God. When I was a kid, I had like, these ugly black cleats and the ugly white cleats. That was it. There was no, you know, lucky if I had a stripe on them, you know? Right. It was unbelievable. Now, like, Anthony picked this gold one, and they're made beautiful, man. Yeah. It's like black and gold, gold spikes. This nice print. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they hug your foot. Mm. Like, I'm looking. Like, I tried them on for them, right? And I'm going, look at this. It's like an elastic band that hugs your feet. You thought about getting some yourself, didn't you? Oh, my God. I wish. Just (laughs) because. Yes. Then I went to the baseball gloves, right? Oh, my God. I was just going, maybe I'll pick up a baseball glove. 
four hundred dollars for a glove, right? What? I'm going four hundred. Mm, no, nah, and, and they were beautiful gloves. I'm like, man. I, it was. I swear to God. If, and then they had everything. Like yeah. they had twenty different kinds of mouth guards. Why? I don't know. <laughs> twenty different all, types. Of all different mouth colors <laughs> and and. Designs and who had teeth and what had colors and blood coming out, all kinds of crazy things. Like it has turned into its own like industry of you know being stylish while yes. you're out there competing. It's no more, yeah. no longer just you know well let's buy we'll buy this because it's required or because no. it's just for protection. Nah, man, we got to look good. We got to be stylish. No, I, I would have bought ten different clear. I was like, oh, I want these. I would want yeah. these. I want these. And it's funny, man. It was it was incredible. So, I got two questions off of that. You ready? All right. Question one is, or question two of the four is, give me your favorite sports equipment that you've always had. Like, there's one thing that you've always cherished. What is it? Okay? And then question number three I need from you is, so, I'm looking... At this stuff, and I'm looking at my son. And guys, I wanted to switch places. I literally wanted to switch places with my kid. I was like, you know that that movie Freaky Friday? Yes, yeah. Right? right? We switch. I was like, oh, if I could just switch, I would love. So I want to give you the ability to go back into time and give your 11 year old self. Advice, what would it be? What would you tell your 11-year-old self? And then question four, I was telling you about earlier about the Anthony Bourdain documentary. It's coming out. It came out last night, in fact. And I want to say it. And the one thing that Bourdain gave, I thought, was his greatest gift was exploring a culture. And so I'm going to give you three places. It could be an American city. It could be a foreign city. It could be anything in the world. Three places that you want to explore and just dive into the food, dive into the people, whatever it is. And it could be a city. It could be a country. You name it. So you get three of them. All right? Okay. You like those uh, questions? Good. All right. Yeah. I try to stimulate you guys. I like it. I don't know, yeah, just try to give you any old question. All right. First question. Psycho Chris, you're up. Give me the three players you root for over a team. Over like a you, team. You know, three guys that you love. Mm. So I feel like first up. As an NFL guy, and it just it there there I as as someone as the kids would say today, we have no choice but to stand Patrick Mahomes. Whatever Patrick Mahomes does, I'll root for. He is just so good. He's so wholesome. I just I I will root for Patrick Mahomes no matter what. Uh, second for me, and I you know I, what that's a that? great answer. It just it's so hard to root I against Patrick love, Mahomes. I love him. Like yes. Aaron Rodgers has a bit of a, that that attitude yeah, and I'm I agree. conditioned yeah. against him because of the NFC North. 
yeah, Tom Brady's just a, a, a villain at this point. Patrick Mahomes just feels wholesome, and I hope I learn nothing bad about him ever because he's just he's so fun to watch. Yes, yes, he's just he, he's such a breath of fresh air. Great answer, my man. So the second one I have, and I I'm getting sentimental about this one because I don't know how many more years we're gonna get him. But uh, going back to soccer, Lionel Messi. I I I have no ties to Argentina. I have no ties to the teams he plays for in Spain. I just. But when he plays, when when you see the, that brilliance, that that classic Messi on on the pitch, I I I I hope he wins a World Cup soon because it hangs over his head, and it just you want his legacy to be secure. So I'll, I'll well, read for like a boy. He's like Charles. He's well. The problem is he's always kind of been cast in the shadow of Maradona, the, right. the other great Argentina soccer player. And yeah, he's he's won Blondor. He he's won plenty of club awards. He's got the Copa in his in his title case now. But he's just he's always been cast in Maradona's uh, shadow, and it was always Messi versus Ronaldo for a long time too. So he's had a rough go of it of people doubting him. So I just you you know he's brilliant. It's always he's being measured up against someone else. All right, I got so. you. And the third one, I was really trying to think if there was another soccer player out there, but I, I feel like my third answer right now, and maybe it's just because he's doing so well right now, it's got to be Shohei Otani. Like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's yeah, just yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. Good, great answers, Nikki. So my three, I'm gonna start off with Jimmy Butler. I love, really, I love players who, when you know they're on the court, they're giving it their all, and they. Not just that, but they pushed their teammates and they're like, hey, I want your best. Like, I love the mindset he has. And yeah, I know he had the thing where he butted heads with Cat and Wiggins because of their mindset. But hey, when you want to win, when when basketball and is your not only your job, but your life, I love that killer mentality that I, hey, this yeah, is my thing. Sure, I'm all sure. in. So that's my first one. My second one, Patrick Corbin, who's the pitcher for the Nationals. Uh so Cool little factoid. He was actually a classmate of mine in high school. Uh, really cool. Really? Dude. Yeah. Yeah. He was a great, actually, he was a grade below me. Um, really cool dude. Comes from a great family. Really cool story. Just, you know, he becomes an all-star. Like, really, like I think it was the second year he became an all-star. Has the, the Tommy John. Comes back. Big deal with the Nationals. Wins a World Series. I, I when they won the World when the Nationals won the World Series, I hit him up and was like, "Dude, congrats!" Like that. that so Patrick Corbin is my second one, and then the third one. Larry, That's cool. Yeah, man. And then my third. So one, you were buddies with him. Yeah. Well, my my cousin's more friends with him than I am. Uh, I would say we're acquaintances. Yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, it's it's really really cool to, to know that uh, I went, I went awesome. to uh, high school with an All Star and a World Series uh, champion. And then my third one. Larry Fitzgerald. I know he's not on the team right now, but it's like whoever signs him, if he does play this year, I want him to go to a team that has Super Bowl, you know, chances. I want to see. Yeah, him get I'm a, a ring. big Larry Fitzgerald fan. Ah, it's a great answer. Yeah, yeah, that's actually that's actually a great answer. You know, more I think about it, because I do, I like him a lot. He deserves respect. I agree. All right, forget. So number one for me, I do like players who try to buck trends and show you that there's a different way to be able to win games, and that's uh, Lamar Jackson. I know he has not gotten it done in the postseason quite yet, 
But to be able to win the MVP, not the most refined passer, and I do hope he gets there. There was talk about whether or not he could even play the quarterback position uh, at the NFL level. Um, many people were surprised that Baltimore even took him even at the bottom of the first round. So to see that he was able to kind of turn away the detractors and have the, the level of success he's already had, and he's just so young in his career, he's someone that I will continue to pull for and wish continued success because there were so many people that doubted him uh, when he was yes. coming out of Louisville that he can play the quarterback position at the NFL level. Uh, number two for me, uh, in the same vein of Jimmy Butler, who actually was on my list, but it's okay, I will replace him with Russell Westbrook because I think he kind of represents a lot of the same. Now, he plays differently, but he's someone who gives his all every single night, and he's someone who I would love to see at some point in his career, whether he's the head of the snake or the second best player on the team or not, to be able to win because you can never question his heart. Uh, you can never question his effort. Maybe he's not the most efficient player at times. Maybe he doesn't make the best decisions at times. But you know what his purpose is, and you know what his he's his goal is to go out there and try to kill you every single night. He has that you know people talk about Kobe and the mama mentality and all that. I think right. he's someone who embodies that, and that's something I've always respected about him. Uh, and the last one for me, and maybe this is a little bit personal, and and I'm, maybe I'm biased slightly because he plays for the Angels, but it's not Otani, it's Mike Trout because he's someone who embodies everything professionally that you would want. Now, granted, he might not be the flashiest. He's not the most marketable, but he's a phenomenal player. He's one of those lunch pail guys. He's great in the locker room, great for chemistry, uh, You know, married his high school sweetheart. He's one of those good, wholesome guys that you would love to have on your team who's also a phenomenal player. And unfortunately, because the team hasn't been good, some of the shine has been taken off of him these last few years, despite the fact that he's won a few MVPs. But he's someone that I pull for. If the Angels traded him tomorrow, oh, I would be a fan. You love our people. You love our Philadelphia people. I do. That's right. Philly guy, Jersey guy. I'm Kobe, all for it. You know. you know, he'll have his second career as a weatherman at some point in the next 20, 30 years, whatever it is. Uh, but for right now, if he gets traded to the Yankees or wherever else, uh, Mike Mike Trout has a fan for life in me and a supporter for life because I love what he stands for. Yeah, I love him too. He's one of my favorites. When's he coming back? Well, he's on the comeback trail now. They say he's 100%, but he hasn't actually started running at full speed yet. So they're hoping within the next couple of weeks they'll get him going. And I would imagine he'd need a rehab assignment, but they haven't actually mentioned what uh, yet or not whether or not he's going to need it. But – I would say that they need him, but honestly, offensively, they they really don't. If he could pitch, that'd be great. If Mike Trout can come back and pitch, <laughs> the Angels could really use that right now. Offensively, they're like in the top five of every category. Oh, my God. Oh, that's great. All right, Fig, here was some trending, and it will continue. All right, well, speaking of the Angels, uh, they tried to mount a rally against Seattle on our Friday night. They were down 6-1 to one going into the ninth. Got it all the way to 6-5, to five, but Seattle would end up holding on for that victory. Elsewhere, you're at the Red Sox, shutting out the Yankees 4-0. Yankees were shorthanded uh, due to COVID protocols. Had a lot of players who were out of the lineup, including Aaron Judge. Uh, Boston is 7-0, and by the way, against the Yankees so far this season. The Dodgers getting a home run from Chris Taylor in a victory over Colorado by the score of 10 to 4 you at the Giants and Astros with victory San Diego all over Washington 24 to 8 Jay Cronenworth hitting for the cycle in that one Tampa Bay Milwaukee and Toronto with wins Toronto two more home runs for Vladimir Guerrero Jr bringing his total up to 30 third round of the Open Championship Roy McIlroy trying to creep up the leaderboard at he's at four under currently through the round through nine holes he is six strokes off the lead Louis Oosthuizen tops the leaderboard he'll begin his round at 10:55 Eastern along with Colin 
Colin Morikawa, who was two strokes off the lead. In the NBA, Washington Wizards expected to hire Nuggets assistant Wes Unsell Jr. as their next head coach. Kevin Love and Bradley Beal will replace will be replaced on the Olympic roster by Spurs forward Keldon Johnson and Nuggets center JaVale McGee. And the NBA and the Players Association agreed to extend the play-in tournament for at least one more season. Back to the fellas. All right, that's us. We are the fellas. And don't forget, for hot water that never runs out, go tankless with Navy. Navy and tankless water heaters provide endless hot water for spa-like comfort. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com. Save hundreds with local rebates. Tanklessmadesimple.com. All right, boys, let's go. Keep it going. Back to you, my man, Psycho Chris. Give me your favorite sports equipment. It's got to be the baseball cap. Simple. Everyone uses it now. I love wearing a baseball cap. What's your favorite cap? Oh, you have a cap? You got to have a every it's the one year, you own. Yeah, every year I get, I try to get a new one because I burn through this one so quickly. I get the good old Detroit Tigers cap, home, white, old English D. Uh, heads That's a great fitted, hat. Fitted seven and it's a half. A great cap right uh, there. for my head size. Yeah, no, I just I always Love have the to tiger have tiger hat. The tiger hat. It's clean. But you go white. You don't go uh, the, the the navy or, orange. No, no, no. It's it's well, they they're both navy hats. It's either the old English D on it is either oh, okay. white or it's orange. I got you. I got orange you. is yeah, away. Yeah. Some people like the orange. I like the navy and white. I think that's just that's perfect right there. Yeah, yeah. That's a classic hat. The tiger hat. That's a great hat, dude. I like that. Uh, Nick, who you got, buddy? What, like, what's your favorite piece of sporting equipment? So I might be a little bit biased here because I was a wide receiver in college. I'm going to go receiver gloves because not only has the style of them changed so drastically and more awesome than before when I played, or now, you know, during when I played it, we had to wear just plain gray gloves. But um, really cool, quick story. My mom, so, you know, I have one arm and I have below my uh, elbow, I have a stub. And, you know, receiver gloves, you have fingers. They don't make receiver gloves for me. So my mom cut off the fingers of the right glove, sewed it, and fitted it to my uh, my stub. And so I had a stub glove uh, when I played. Oh, how awesome. Yeah. And I had many a great, Dude, pra- many great practices awesome. with that glove. Yeah, man. And Dude, I, what I a great actually, story, man. I didn't, first of all, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and, and you're a receiver. I was a receiver. I was recruited by six schools my senior year of high school to play ball. Ah, oh, dude, that's a great story, and, uh, real, man. Real, real quick to tie it up. So you gotta love Shaq, my, no? Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my last year, uh, we were getting they were getting new new jerseys, and I was graduating. Uh, it was a two year degree, um, and so they were selling our old jerseys. So I bought my old jersey, and I'm gonna frame it. And I still have the glove my mom made. I'm gonna put it in the frame with the jersey. Ah, oh, fantastic! I love that story. That's a great story. That mom's cool, man. That's that's awesome. She's the best. Yep, that's awesome. Fake. So for me right now, I have these uh, these Under Armour cross trainer shoes. I can't think of the name of the model right now, but I bought I purchased them twice already. I ran through one pair and I got another. Uh, very versatile, very comfortable. You can wear them out and about, or you can actually wear them to work out in. And I use them for both. Super comfortable. Uh, they're black and white, and uh, they're 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 my favorite equipment that I actually use right now. What kind of uh, who's the maker? That's Under Armour. Under Armour. Oh, Under Armour. Yeah, 
Yeah, they're good. Yeah, Under Armour cross trainer shoes. They're- any uh, like any stuff from childhood that you have? I still have my baseball glove from when I was a kid. Absolutely, yeah. I still have that, and I was still breaking. Si- what, 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 what was it? Rawlings was Mizuno. It, it was Rawlings. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it it's got some battle scars on it for sure. I've had that since I was, I think, ten maybe. Yeah, that was many moons ago. Yeah, but I still love it. Baseball gloves are. I love baseball gloves. They are. Yeah. Apparently nowadays they make them like pre-broken in. I, I guess yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unbelievable, man. Like, you know, the whole thing. I even when I got Mossy's, I got Mossy a new one, my Massimo, mm-hmm. and uh, he's 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 almost ready to come back from his broken collarbone. Oh, sweet. He, yeah, so he's uh, he's throwing ping pong balls. I got him throwing ping pong balls. Okay, start him off slow. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm Marinovich. <laughs> yeah, <know> right. <laughs> so I got him a glove. I wanted to, we had, I had the oil. Mm-hmm. I tied it. Right. I put it in the oven. Made him, you know, I go, dude, look, you sleep on the glove. You know, I, t- I taught him the whole old school way. Right. You know, which is awesome. All right, we'll come back and uh, we got half the four left. Great start. You guys, excellent, excellent stuff. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fellas. Having a little uh, fun this morning. We got the four for you. All right, you ready? It's another great song, Chris. That's classic. They're all classics. Yes. No, my like my mother would listen to all this stuff. <laughs> I remember thinking about it in the, in, the, in, the, in the house, like she would love it. All right. So I was telling you, I was in the, the sporting goods store with my kid, and I'm looking at him, and you know the height, the height of innocence, and he's 11, and I, I I got the shoulder pads on, right? I got the shells on him, right? I'm, look at look at that. And I just go, man, I want to go Freaky Friday and change places with them. So I want to allow you guys to actually go back to you as an 11-year-old. And you actually get to talk to yourself. What do you say? Chris, you start. I've been planning this one for a while. So I draw them in real close. I'd say, listen, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't panic about a lot of things. Take care of your body, be good, and keep your eye out because in about, let's see, 10 years, there's going to be this thing that crops up because you're good with computers already. There's going to be the thing that this crops up. It's called Bitcoin. All right? Ah. Listen to me very carefully. <laughs> you, you, you put all your money into Bitcoin as soon as you see it crop up. Oh, you do that. It. You do that, I and you'll be it. set for life, Don't and you don't have to sweat anything else. You're a genius. That's good. That's good work by you, dude. Good work. I look, I, look I, at your I messed year, around with eleven year old self. I I just feel bad because I messed around with Bitcoin at the start, and then I was just like, this isn't going anywhere. I'm not setting up a wallet. This is all way too technical over my head. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you, brother. Oh, if only I, if only I did a million different things with money, <laughs> I might have some. Uh, all right, buddy. Let's go, Nikki. What are you telling your eleven-year-old self? Uh, two words. You belong. 
Um, and because growing up with one arm, being an athlete, especially a lot of my teammates or a lot of opposing kids were pretty mean. I mean, they were just like, you know, it's horrible. And, you know, I would just tell myself, Hey, because you, just because you were born with a disability doesn't mean that it defines who you are and your ability to play any sport. And it allows you, if anything, to be more adaptable than these kids that are out here. So do the best you can and know that with every swing of the bat, every shot of the ball, every catch of the football, you belong out here with these other people. That's beautiful, man. I love it, Nick. That's great messaging. Figgy, there he is, 11-year-old Figgy. That kid's a stud. (laughs) I'll say, look here, son. Stop trying to please everybody because you're never going to be able to do it. Uh, you're a people pleaser right now. You're trying to be everything to everybody. So everybody will like you. That's never going to be the case. That's not how life works. You need to do you do what makes you happy. You know what, how, what your morals are. You know how to treat people. If that isn't reciprocated, that's their problem, not yours. Uh, but don't sit here and stress over how other people are reacting to what you do or how you are. You be you. You're enough. Don't worry about them. Worry about you. That is just profound, Figgy. Profound. It's true. That was me. It took me years to to break out of that. Yeah, listen, I still have a little bit of that in me, too. Yeah. You know, that stuff that's inside, you never... Yeah. It's hard to shake, man. And it's all well-intended, too, to a degree. I mean, Of course it is. Yeah, but... Because you you want to try to plead. You're a natural pleaser. Right. You know, that's what it is. That's great stuff, man. That's incredible. I might tell myself to just... You know, don't don't spend. Yeah, everyone's don't. got life lessons here. Meanwhile, I'm just trying to get rich. <laughs> right. No, I, well, that's smart. Well, money here, right I, again. Well, yeah, you could also have said like, listen, you know, focus on building something and leave the girls alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> something tells me you still wouldn't have listened to yourself back then. That's easy <laughs> to say. Fellas, on fire. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card, Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Well, a happy, happy, happy Saturday. Good Saturday morning across the nation. We're the fellas. It's 9 a.m. in the East, 6 a.m. in the West. We want you to have a great weekend. It's Saturday, July the 17th. You know what that means? We're about a week away before the start of training camp. When they all arrive and it's camp time. We'll have the NBA game five tonight. Thrilling. Actually, a great series. And uh, it should be a fun game tonight because, look, you know, uh, Phoenix right now is like anywhere from a three and a half to four point favorite. But I like Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee's live tonight. That should be a fun game. Giannis, we'll see what Booker can do. We'll see if Chris Paul can get out of the funk. Drew, get away from Drew Holiday, who's playing some great defense. A lot of fun. It's been a really good series. We'll uh, touch on Dame again. Dame outshining the NBA Finals. Lots of great stuff to get to. So we're the fellas in case you join us. I'm Anthony Gargano and Kevin Figures is my wingman and Psycho Chris and Nick all also hanging out with us. So we do every week, we do the four. So I give the guys four questions and then we come up with answers. So today we ran a little long with all of our conversation in between. So we have a leftover four question. Question number four, and I was telling the guys, in case you just joined us, because we've been talking a lot about your team and and, uh, whether or not the player, the NBA is a player's league to the point where when it comes to fans, that they fans root for players over teams, which would be like heresy for me. Because I'm a laundry man. But it, there's a lot of people that just root players. They, you know, the team is almost irrelevant. So we've been talking a lot about that, to mapping out the game. And uh, I was talking about my 11 year old son who was playing football. And I was at the sporting goods store. And they have all the great new sports equipment. And we were talking about trading places with our own 11 year old self. The fourth question, my boys, 
comes off of, uh, I was a big Anthony Bourdain fan. There's a documentary out. It came out last night about his life and the tragic ending. Uh, and then in honor of him, I offer you guys three countries, cities, regions, where you just want to explore and imbibe in the culture. So, Chris, I'm sure you'll be interested because you have uh, you have that. And my guess is you'll be in Asia. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of. So I could come up with just all cities in in Japan itself, just because of how much I kind of study that country. But if there was one city in Japan, it would probably be Kyoto. The old is okay. kind of the old capital. Just all the history there. Kind of get outside the massive Tokyo region, but you know, still everything there. Um, elsewhere in Asia, I, I've heard great things about Bangkok, and I'd love to go down there. I've you know in Thai in Thailand, I've heard great things about that. Um, and then the other one, I guess, is still technically Asia. So you've got me right on the money. But I, again, I, I'm kind of looking outside the Western world. I would love to go to Moscow. I've hmm. yeah, I just. It's one of those regions that um, I, I I've met some great Russian people over the years, and it's it seems like that whole kind of region. St. Petersburg might be up there too. Just anywhere in Russia with just well, a St. lot Petersburg, of history around the water. That looks yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, just anywhere like the history of Russia. I I know I I know some of the history of Russia just from studying mm. up. You know, from taking a lot of world history classes, but. I, I just that that is one place I would love to immerse myself. Oh, very cool, man. Uh all right. Nick, where are you going? So the first place I would love to go, uh, actually my roommate and I were talking about this pre COVID. Uh we wanted to go to Tokyo. We wanted to go to Japan. Really? You too. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm learning I'm currently learning Japanese. Um You are. Mm-hmm. I can count a few numbers in it, but I just have to get the phrasings down in the some Let of the words. Let me count to ten in, in Japanese. Oh man, uh, I can count to three. <laughs> All right, count to three, dude. Uh, ichi and ni uh, are one through three uh, in Japanese. And no, you just counted to two. Oh, did I? Yes, you just did two. Ichi ni san. San. That's san. San. Is the san. Look at my man, Roku. Yo, fig. Listen to. It. Check out Chris. Chris is all ready to go. I I haven't touched my 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 books in a while. It's a hard language to learn just because sure. you, you have two different alphabets plus Chinese characters. It's mm. not something easily picked up at all. And then the uh, the second um, place I would like to visit. I'm staying stateside. I would like to go to Kansas City, Missouri. I've never been to really? Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, the barbecue there. Go to the oh, Chiefs that's game. That's cool, man. Hang out with the fans. You know, it's just that's a I city like that. that like I feel like I could vibe with really, really well. And then, uh, well, I'll tell you, it's a great. I've been there multiple times. Mm-hmm. It's a great city. It really is. By the way, the the it, it's like meat heaven, right? Like it's oh, yeah. oh my god, it's uh, it's unbelievable. And the Chiefs are in that Arrowhead Stadium is so cool. I was at the, uh, I, I mean, I'm, the first time I went to cover a Chiefs game, and the whole it blanketed the whole charcoal sky, and oh man, blood red in the stadium. It's an awesome place. And then the final place, um, I know you're gonna love this one, Anthony, uh, Calabria, Italy. 
is where uh, I let it go. Uh, so for people who don't know, my I'm Calabrese. My family on my dad's side are from Calabria, which is the southern part of the boot. And it's yep. a beautiful place right on the water. Right across the straight from Sicily. Yep. And are you I, from the Reggio Calabria? That's my fat part of my family's from Calabria too. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where. I just know that like my, my grandmother um and my grandfather on my dad's side were were from there. And then my on my mom's side, they're from Naples. Um but I, I just want to go there. It's just it's one of those things where I feel like, you know, I, I have to because it's just family and well, uh, you history were, and, yeah, you were in your own lineage. Man. Yeah, man. Part of born of that soil. I love that your stuff. family. Yeah. Good stuff. Great answers. Figgy. Uh well, you know, we've uh we exchanged messages and still haven't talked oh. about this quite yet there, Anthony. But you know Italy's on the list for me. And I'm trying so to hop I around got a little you, bit. I got you covered. Of course. I've been, I've been thinking about this for a while. Yeah, and, I, and I've dropped the ball. I've been meaning to give you a ring about this. No, but. no, no. Listen, you got plenty of time. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously you want the the history of a place like, like Rome, but check out the Amalfi Coast. Check out Florence, you know? Oh. Just kind of Florence just, is amazing. That's what I hear. to the Alps sometime. Yeah. Florence Turin. is amazing. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's not, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's got a cool vibe, but you, when you have, like Florence is is just a magical place. It's beautiful. I mean, it, it's got everything. The culture is is right there. I mean, you're in the middle of Tuscany, right? Like you have all that. And then I, my favorite city, I love Venice. Yeah, Venice, it's so it's so unique. It's an incredible place. Yeah, then I'll just take a hop and a skip and a jump over to Greece for the historical aspect of it. I mean, well, for me. That's an amazing place, too. You know, I know that it's had its uh, share, of, share of issues, for sure, over the, the decade or so. But just generally speaking, from a historical perspective, love to be able to just set feet Those down Those islands are yeah. amazing. Mykonos and, and uh, Crete. And uh, it's, it's yeah. I mean, uh, listen, that's why you can pick anywhere in the world. And you can just dive into. Yeah, two great choices so far, Fig. What's number three? And then, so domestically, one for me, and I, I hope and I'm looking to try to knock this off the bucket list uh, early next year is Narlands. And specifically, oh, 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 spe- great place. Specifically, New Orleans for Mardi Gras is uh, is what the goal yeah. is. Uh, just to, I was uh, unable to experience that in the days of my single youth, but it's okay. I can still go down and enjoy the the food. By the way, is kind of like the driving force between most of my decisions. So Italy, obviously, for obvious reasons, and then New Orleans. I mean, everything is amazing from what I hear. Fried so, gator, deep fried gator, triple deep fried uh, gator. Let's no, go. Dude, the food's dude, ridiculous in New Orleans. Uh, you got to hit up K. Paul's Kitchen. And if I can give un- mm. unsolicited advice, everyone tells you when you go to the French Quarter to aver- avoid Bourbon Street, but you got to at least see Bourbon Street once just yeah. to see kind of what depra- human depravity looks like. Oh, of course. Well, the face of human yeah, depravity real, is on but, Bourbon Street. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's. It's a it's a great place, man. It's what I hear. Fantastic. So I used to like in another life. I I traveled. I was away like three hundred nights a year. Oh wow! I was a, a journalist. Well, you professional wrestler. What's, what's going on there? No, Anthony? I was a journalist, yeah. and I and I happened to stumble into the being the national guy. I would just travel. I loved mm-hmm. it. Nice. And so whether it was domestically or abroad, I I would volunteer for every trip. I loved it. Nice. And, so, but New Orleans is, was a place I loved to go to. They, you will love it, Figgy. It's got such great character to it. 
it's an amazing place. Like the Frenchman Street, mm-hmm. you'll go to the Garden District. I mean, it's so unique. It's a, it's a unique city. Like we all have. Like I love the country, our our, our cities and our regions because they're so vastly because our country is so large. Right. Everything is it, so different. Yeah, I mean, the cultures are so, it's almost like, and you know, I would meld the sports and the cultures, right? Like, Mm -hmm. just think of how we celebrate football, something about football, right? Like, they love it in New Orleans. And that who that, you know, it's like, you know, it's big. Same thing in the, you know, in the deep south. They love it. They celebrate it. And it's different in the Midwest, right? You know, Mm -hmm. Ohio, Pennsylvania. And out through the the plains in Nebraska, and look, the third largest city in Nebraska on Saturdays is Memorial Stadium for the Oscars, <laughs> right? Right. You know, and out to the Pac-12, which is, you know, I mean, amazing the way they really you, you celebrate football. I, it's it's such a cool thing. Yeah, and that the, an SEC football experience is definitely something that I'm looking into as well for sure. Yeah, dude. I mean that. That that Death Valley oh, is yeah. incredible. So is uh, the, I hear you know, Tuscaloosa. I oh. hear Jordan Hare is excellent. Where Auburn yeah, plays, it's Auburn. Yeah, yeah, it's cool stuff. Yeah. All right, we will. Fig, listen, we, we, you're off to double duty today. What's that? You're off to double duty. I am off to double duty. Yep, got to take off. Got to go to the next place. Great stuff, man. Always, brother. Always appreciate it. Appreciate you. Likewise. All right, baby. Have a great weekend, the rest of your weekend. We'll come back. Brad Feinberg, our betting analyst, will join us. We'll take a look at uh, the world of sports through some betting. We'll take a look at heavy into NBA game five, a breakdown. So, you want to make a you want to make sure you stay tuned for that. Brad will have a lot of props for you, so we'll take a look at those along with some major league baseball and some football futures. That's coming up next where the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, fellas. Hanging out on a Saturday morning, July the 17th game 5 NBA Finals. Don't forget, fellas, as we hang out, we're brought to you by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. All right. Joining us right now to break down the NBA to break down some baseball and a little football futures. Our man, the betting analyst, the big brain, Brad Feinberg. Bradley? Good morning to you, my friend. How are you? Ah, we're good, baby. We're good. We got some hoop tonight. We absolutely do. And I'm actually in Phoenix for the game. Excited oh, for it. that's right. You're taking your son. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. It should be a great game. Um, really excited for everything tonight. should be a terrific atmosphere. Well, you flew out last night? We did. We did. So did you do anything really... uh, at all? Did you do anything fun? Uh, it's funny. One of my best friends uh, happens to live out here, so we just uh, hung out with him. Went out, had a good dinner. Uh, just had, you know, just had a really nice time. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. And then you get ready to go to the game, baby. That's going to be all right. That's cool, man. All right, so let's think about this now. Game five. uh, I know everybody's excited in Phoenix. Which side are you leaning? Is it still four right now? Yeah, the line the line is for Anthony. Look, the, the, I'm leaning towards the Phoenix side here. Um, look, uh, I think this is going to be a seven game series. Um, I think it was destined to go seven the entire way. Uh, and it's interesting, you know. Anthony, it seems like this is kind of like an old school series where home court really seems to have mattered a lot. Uh, I really believe firmly that Milwaukee would not have won Game Four if not for that home court, especially if they were down nine. That was clearly Phoenix's game to win. Um, I think the crowd really helped get them back, and I just think uh, if they, you know, I think that Phoenix so far has been the better team in the series, and um, if they fall behind again, Milwaukee, I don't think they'll have the energy to come back and win this game. Um, I did bet eight props in this game, which I can share with you with all your listeners, but I do wow. like uh, I do like the them. favorite sons here. I have eight of them. I got eight of them. Garrett, you know, I, I feel like very good about them. I think I'll hopefully go six and two, five and three or better. We'll see. But uh, I do like Phoenix to win this game, Anthony. And I do think this will still be a seven game series. Now, for the record, just uh, I, I, I like Milwaukee. Now, I'm cur- I just think it's a, they have a lot of momentum. And I'm curious how the young Suns team, Sans Chris Paul, is going to respond. So that's kind of. I'm curious to see what they look like coming out of this thing. Yeah, I mean, listen, Milwaukee clearly can win. I mean, they they certainly can. Giannis is playing incredible. Um, But again, as I said, having watched these first four games very carefully, uh, I think Phoenix has been the more impressive team so far, in my opinion, at least in this series. Uh, I think they find a way to get it done tonight. All right, so let's uh, get – I know you got some props you're excited for. Which I were excited to hear. What are we looking at? Okay, Anthony, I got eight of them tonight. I'm going to start off with two Drew Holiday props. I'm going to go under. Well, Drew Holiday's playing great defense, Anthony. But gosh, his offense is really struggling. Yeah. I'm going to take under two and a half threes. Uh, in his 80 games this year, Anthony, 56 and 24, under two and a half threes. 15 wow. and six, under two and a half threes in the playoffs. I'm going to take Drew Holiday. Not to get a double-double. He's only got the double-double, Anthony, in 14 of 80 games, and he's only got the double-double in 5 of 21 postseason games. You have to lay about 2-1 to one on that one, but I don't care because I should be at least laying minus 300 in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to take a couple Chris Paul unders here. Uh, Chris Paul under 2.5-3, Anthony, is 72-16 and 16 for the season. 15 and three in the playoffs. Again, you got to lay close to two to one, but this has been an 85% winning bet, so I'll take my chances. Um, Chris Paul under 21 and a half points, Anthony, is 67 and 21 during the season, Damn. and 12 and six in the playoffs. And I love the defense Drew Holiday is playing. Uh, Devin Booker, Anthony, terrific game, right? He had 42 points, was phenomenal in the last game. But one thing that people tend to overrate is how many threes he makes. He had zero three-pointers in that last game. Despite no, he's a great points. mid-range player. I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, and, like, he's terrific. But, you know, they made his over-under, Anthony, two-and-a-half threes, okay, 59-28 and 28 to the under for the season, 14-6 and six in the playoffs. Um, Cam Johnson, three-and-a-half rebounds is his total. He is 46-33 and 33 to the under, 12-7 and seven in the playoffs to the under. 
And I know it's more fun to bet overs, Anthony. So I, I do have two overs for the listeners <laughs> out there, which I think have some value. Uh, I'm going to take Cam Johnson you're over. Such an under, you're an undersman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's no fun taking unders. I get it. And, but that's sometimes where the value is. because Listen, That's where you, people, you make a living doing it. So, hey, that's the move. Yeah, that's the move sometimes because people love to. It's no fun when you go to a game or you're watching a game that to, yeah, to, you're to, betting you against take the under, right? achievement. Exactly, exactly. But I'm trying to achieve making money, Anthony, so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm able to do it. <laughs> Good for you, buddy. Good for you. <laughs> uh, Cam Johnson over one and a half, three, Anthony, 15 29 during the season, 11 8 in the postseason. And Bobby Portis over six and a half points. 62 and 22 during the year, 11 and 7 in the postseason. Those are my eight bets, my friend. Oh, they're good. They look good. I love Bobby Portis a lot. I yeah, think that Bobby he Portis bet is, yeah, I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm stoned with you on that. It's way too low. Yeah, the guy averages 11. You're making it six and a half. Just doesn't make sense to me. Any uh, opinion on the total? I mean, I know. Um, you and I were both on the under in game yes. four. We had talked about it. And by the way, you can check out the uh, Pizza Bagel podcasts uh, in all of places you get your podcasts and search it. And you can hear us break down these games three times a week. A um, lot of fun. But we talked about the under and the pace. And sure. you know, as series goes on, this is something that you want to check, make sure you check out. As series goes on, because teams know each other, you see more unders the longer a series goes. Anthony, you nailed it. That's exactly correct. The longer series go, just the harder it becomes. It just makes sense. Think about it. If you're playing someone, you, you learn their tendencies more. In a regular season NBA game, you're playing you know, one team on one. You're playing the Knicks on one night. Then you're playing the Nets the next night. And then you're playing Boston two nights later or whatnot. You know, you're always facing a different team. You're not learning tendencies or what like that. But then when you're playing a team in a seven-game series, you're learning, okay, here's where Giannis maybe likes to set up. Here's what Chris Middleton's big move is. Here's true holidays, what he likes to do in penetration or whatnot. So you, it is inherently harder to score as the games go on, and you'll see uh, game sevens are usually really low scoring, and those tend to drastically go under throughout the history of time. Uh, so I always like to buy, they play overs more early in the series, unders more later. Now there has been an adjustment, Anthony, in terms of the sportsbook prices. We were getting under 221, under 222. Now this game is down at 218 and a half. So there has been an adjustment to the under. But again, for me, the only way I can look is the under because I think it's going to be that much harder to score as these games go on. All right, Brad. We're talking to Brad Feinberg. He's our betting analyst. You hear him every week. And uh, we'll take a look at baseball, golf, and some football futures in just a moment. But first, we need to go to the Lord of Trendings. Good morning, Anthony. Once the only I know. We got a wide, wide world of sports truly today for you, Anthony. Let's start with round three of the British Open underway as we speak. Louis Oosthuizen has the lead at 11 under par overall, two shots ahead of Colin Morikawa and three shots ahead of Jordan Spieth. Oosthuizen and Morikawa will tee off round three 
3 at 10.55 this morning Eastern Time, just about an hour and a half from now. Olympic organizers confirmed today that a person staying in the Olympic Village in Tokyo has tested positive for the coronavirus. The person was not an athlete, only identified as games-concerned personnel who came from outside of Japan. In Major League Baseball Friday night, the San Diego Padres scored a franchise record 24 runs in a 24-8 victory at Washington. Would have been even more of a blowout, but Washington scored a two-point conversion after their only touchdown. <laughs> Jake Cronenworth of the Padres hit for the cycle in only six That's innings. Awesome. Will, Will Myers, two home runs, including a grand slam. Tommy Pham had four hits, including a home run. Jed Lowry hit the game-winning home run with... Two runs crossing the plate in the bottom of the ninth inning to give the Oakland A's a 5-4 victory over Cleveland. Red Sox shut out the Yankees 4-0, and that brings us to our Jam Master Jam of the Week and an Aroldis Chapman pickoff attempt last night that went awry. A wild throw by Chapman to first. Renfro will go to second base. Odor gets it off the stands. You want to talk about a wild throw, baby? That was Kareem would not have had that throw. You want to talk about a wild throw, baby? There's a little Sinatra in that by our yeah. beloved Jam Master, by the way. So, kudos to him. Finally, Anthony, I got one more for you. This is pretty bizarre. It's a mixture of the Olympic Village and our social media culture. It's a little crazy, but also beginning to trend right now. There's a U.S. Olympic distance runner named Paul Chalimo. Well, he arrived at his room in the Olympic Village in Tokyo and found that the bed was made of cardboard. So Chalimo tweeted a picture of his cardboard bed and said that the beds were made out of cardboard as part of an effort to stop the spread of COVID in the Olympic Village, quote, in order to avoid intimacy among athletes, beds will be able to withstand the weight of a single person to avoid situations beyond sports, unquote. So that's beginning to trend right now, but as oh salacious as salacious and hilarious as that sounds, unfortunately, it's actually not true. A Fox Sports Radio, <laughs> a Fox Sports Radio investigation revealed that the cardboard, the beds are made out of cardboard. That part is true, but the cardboard is highly resistant and can actually support a weight of up to 440 pounds, and was actually unveiled a full six months before the COVID pandemic even developed. But why let the truth get in the way of a hilarious story like that? that that's what's trending right Damn, now. Damn, man, I gotta tell you. <laughs> Uh, cardboard bed? Come on, man. That's a violation. I'm sorry. <laughs> My brother, you're the greatest. So is Paul Chalimo, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. The great I love. All right. Back to our betting analyst, Brad Feinberg. Is your bed made out of cardboard, Bradley? You didn't just hear that thud? I fell through it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get back to uh, the games and the plays yep. and the action. Wild night in baseball last night. All kinds of runs. Uh, we both like Toronto. They rolled 10-2. Guerrero, Vlad Jr., two home runs. You heard Ilo talk about the Padres and uh, put up a 23. I guess that went over, huh? 31 runs bit. in that game. Uh, what do you, what do you like uh, today? 
Anthony, a couple of games I'm going to be looking at totals here. Uh, game number one, Cincinnati versus Milwaukee. Luis Castillo, you know, about six weeks ago or so, he had a 7.22 ERA. And this is a very good pitcher. Well, Anthony, his last eight starts, he's only allowed 11 runs in 51 innings, lowering his ERA to 4.65. We already know that Brandon Woodruff is incredible, 2.06 ERA. Um, and look, this is actually me making a bonus here. Nick Castellar was uh, chance. I don't think he's going to play today. Uh, one of the Reds' best hitters. I like under eight and a half runs. Um, and another thing you can do is props. I like no run to be scored in the first inning and even money because, again, I think both these pitchers are pretty dominant right now. And uh, I do not think there'll be nine runs scored in this game. Next I like game, it. Giants playing the Cardinals, Anthony. Anthony Descalfani, geez Louise, what he has done this year. Eight of his last 10 games, he's allowed two runs or less, 2.6 ADRA. And Kim of the Cardinals has pitched really, really well. Five of his last six games, he's allowed one run or less. Uh, look, I made it made this total about a four-run lower. Um, it's a came in at eight and a half. I think there's value taking both under in the Brewers game, under eight and a half, and in the uh, Cardinals game, taking under eight and a half, Anthony. They're my two favorite bets. Wow. wow, I like it. I like it. Any, uh, you know, we were talking about this before, um, but now that we have the All Star break and now coming mm-hmm. out of the break, baseball futures. How, how do you kind of yeah. look at your baseball futures? And you know, after it's post All Star break, or any 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 teams division wise stand out to you? Yeah, Anthony, I know me and you actually briefly touched on this, and I, I really uh, like this. I really like now, like Philadelphia getting 7 to 1 odds to win the division. Uh, reason being, Anthony, first of all, the Mets now just lost Francisco Lindor, who, and he's actually turned it up recently a little bit. And he's actually yeah, he got high. He was getting big. hot, yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. getting hot, and now he has the dreaded, and I mean dreaded, oblique injury. Um, this is a team right now that is really struggling. I don't get at all, why the Mets are such a big favorite. The Mets were my biggest preseason before the season started investment, but this is a team that has real issues in my opinion right now. Now, I really like the Braves before Acuna got hurt. Cause I, again, I'm looking to stay at the Mets. I don't think the Mets are this unbeatable team at all. Uh, but now with Acuna going down, I'm switching my focus to Philadelphia. They have the bats. They have the starting pitching. Uh, the bullpen is obviously a family to tell you uh, anything less than stellar, but getting seven to one odds implies about a you know twelve percent chance or so of winning the division. Um, I really like that bet very very much. I think Philadelphia is really live, and you want to have some fun with something. You're only three games behind Anthony, and now Lindor going down. Um, I, I expect this line to be next week's show, maybe being down to like four to one. I think Philadelphia keeps making this closer, and I think the Mets are being vastly overrated right now. Do you, it, do you like Jock Peterson for Atlanta? Yeah, listen, Jock Peterson, look, for this kind of situation, you lose Ronald Acuna, Anthony, uh, you're not going to replace him, right? I mean, it's, it's just the way it is, but. Jock Peterson is a true professional, uh, and what I mean by that is he's a guy you can put in your lineup. He's a guy that could hit 30 home runs. He's a, he's a guy that can get, can get very hot. We've seen him carry the Dodgers in the postseason. Um, so, no, I thought that was a really shrewd move by Atlanta, and they are, and they also having lost Ozuna with the domestic violence incident on top of that. This is a team that went from having just far and away the best offense last year. You take away probably you know two of their three best hitters with Freeman. Uh, they certainly needed that kind of move. I thought it made a lot of sense. 
Uh, and again, I, I, which bats are going to be moved right now? I don't know how many guys are going to be necessarily better than Jock Peterson. I thought it was a really smart move by Atlanta. How about Washington? I know a lot of people talk about Washington. Um, they got a nice bat. They're rumored to be in on a uh, nice lineup. I know they got, you know, cro- they got, just got crocked because of their pitching, but they're in on apparently Chris Bryant. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in on Washington, Anthony, and 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 the reason is this: uh, Look, when Matt Scherzer pitches, this team is as good as anyone in baseball. Okay, and actually, Joe Ross had a really nice year for them. But Anthony, outside of that, Patrick Corbin looks like he may be washed three years into that big free agent contract. Uh, Freedy's been absolutely abysmal. Uh, this team just doesn't have the pitching. Uh, I don't love the bullpen. Um, Obviously, Soto and Trey Turner uh, is as good as any twosome probably in the major leagues. Uh, and they do have some good hitters. You know, Schwarber's been really good. Uh, but I just, I'll be honest, in that division, Anthony, I think they're the fourth, probably maybe the fifth best team. Actually, I think Philadelphia's better. I think Atlanta's better. I know New York's better. Uh, and I even think the Marlins may be better. So I can't get myself there on them. I would rather take a shot on Philadelphia at 7-1 to one, or Atlanta at 7-1 to one to win the division. I think that's a better investment. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, uh, anything with the Open uh, going on right now uh, and what you've seen the first two days – and they're ha- they're having fun. No sideways rain, no wind. They're just scoring out there. And anything you like? Any any guys you you look at how they're playing right now? Yeah, well, they may be having fun. I'm not. I hate it when it's like that. <laughs> I like I it when it's get. wind. Yeah, I don't want to see this. I mean, I could watch. This is becoming another birdie fest. I can't stand the birdie fest. Um, look, Louis Stiles and Anthony, it's interesting. Uh, I think he's six. I read all time. Think about that. In the history of golf, behind like Jack Nicholson, uh, Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholas, uh, Phil Nicholson, guys like that, and finishing second in majors. So this is a guy who was really close. He could have had a lot more majors than he's had. Uh, he's playing just beautiful golf right now. The guy I'm looking at, Anthony, and again, I just like the way he's been playing uh, all year. I like the way he, I think he's recaptured his mojo, and I know he's steely tough, uh, and he's getting around five or six to one to win the tournament right now. I would rather take a chance on Jordan Spieth, Anthony, um, yeah, getting like six yeah. to one odds versus taking Louie at two to one. I know he's three shots behind. I get it. But to me, uh, I just like the way he's playing. I think we are going to see him start to win majors again. And um, he would be my – I think he's the most likely winner right now, believe yeah, it or not, no, even I with agree. that three-shot deficit. I so agree with that's the guy I would take a shot on. All right, and then lastly, let me get, you, get your opinion. Let me switch it up with you a little bit and mm-hmm. go a little college football. All right, so some college for the. And again, we're, I know we'll dive deeper in this thing as we get along, as we get further in. But I got a little college football. I got a football inch period, but I was just curious about f- college football futures. Now, Alabama is the favorite, right? Plus two fifty. Clemson's plus three eighty. Ohio State plus five fifty. Georgia plus six hundred. Oklahoma plus seven fifty, and then all of a sudden it starts to to really you know uh, to go off big big prices. Any long shots? Yeah, I actually did play. I actually did play a long shot. I got North Carolina at seventy five to one. 
Uh, Sam Howell has a chance to be, you know, one of the first picks in the NFL draft. Wow, you got uh, Matt 75 Brown. to 1. It's down to 40 to 1 now. Yeah, I got 75 to 1. And this is a team that they don't play Clemson during the regular season, which is big. You know, and maybe they'll have to play them, obviously, in the in the ACC championship game. But I could see a path where, again, Matt Brown, what he's done, Anthony, there, he's really – turn the page on the recruiting where this team is now getting blue chips, okay? They were not getting blue chip talent before. If you look at the ESPN ratings or Fox ratings of, of like what um, what each team was 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 getting uh, in terms of recruiting, this North Carolina team, Anthony, was getting blue chip ratings yeah. for the first time under under you know under Mac Brown and they were not getting that before okay and to me that is the key they actually have the talent level it's been years it's been like three or four years now where they actually can match up with the clemsons and teams like that when they couldn't in the past again do i think they're going to win the national championship anthony absolutely not but it's 75 to one odds um i think it's worth a shot they did lose their two starting running backs were great um but this is a team that's still going to be able to score the ball quite a bit uh again i like the fact they don't have to play clemson uh that would be a team that i'm looking at now i am actually going to anthony say the most likely winner i'm going to go a little off the board here in terms of they're probably only the fourth or fifth choice but i actually like oklahoma um to me you know rattler i think is going to be possibly the best player in college football this year. And their defense, Anthony, last year for the first time, and you tell me, I don't even know how many years, oh, yeah, seemed yeah. respectable last year. Yeah, uh, and and so I, I like I like, um, I like that team as the most likely winner. And, um, and I think the SEC is going to be tough. You have Georgia, you have Texas A&M, you have Alabama, of course. I'd rather not have to navigate through that. Uh, I think the Big 12 will be a little easier. Now, one other long shot I will give you, Iowa State is 40-1. to 1. While I like Oklahoma over them, clearly uh, Iowa State, Anthony, returns 19 starters. Excellent coach, really good quarterback. Yeah, great coach, yeah. Yeah, and a really good running game. Um, so that is a team. Like if you're looking just for a long shot, maybe have some fun with. Uh, if they can somehow upset Oklahoma, Anthony, uh, that would be another long shot that I think maybe has you know has some wings. All right. In the coming weeks, we will go over the conferences and, of course, back to the NFL. So we love our football chatter, Brad. Great stuff. Enjoy NBA Game Five tonight. I can't wait. Thanks, Anthony. I always appreciate you. Good luck to everyone out there. There he is, Brad Feinberger, a betting analyst, checking in. We'll come back, wrap it up right here, fellas, on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Oh, welcome back, fellas. Counting down. Got the game five tonight. So the back half of this series. And then uh, that'll take us into next week. And then it comes out. Nikki, can you wait, Nikki? Can you wait for some football, Nikki? Especially I, you. I, you. I am you, so you're amped. a player, dude. I am so amped. I, I mean, I texted you the other day Aunt, when you when I saw the, the cleats. I'm like, dude, I'm ready to run through uh, yes, a wall. Yes, you did. Yes. I'm, right I, through I the wait. wall, buddy. Dude, I was pumped. I was pumped. Brought me back to the days of high school, man, running through the fog, seeing the fans. Uh, oh, fog, Friday that's night. Awesome. Dude. I'm amped. <laughs> My little guy's got his, uh, he's got the OTAs going on right now. So camp starts for, like, for Ernest August 2nd, but he's been practicing Monday. Now it's Mondays and Wednesdays. Mm. And then it'll be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then it'll be every day. And I go, dude, you're pretty soon. You're going to have to put on the pads. I have an interesting camp story if you want to hear it. Sure. So when I was a freshman in college, it was my first training camp, of course, and uh, hadn't been through anything like this. So I went to Morrisville State, which is out in the country. It's about 45 minutes south of Syracuse, where I grew up. And we had stations. Now, mind you, we worked, at, we worked out outside. It's about you know, 90 degrees outside. And there was this giant hill that led to the practice field. And we one of the drills was we had to take this giant like yoga ball, basically, run up the hill, run down the hill, pass it off, and had to do that for like a minute straight. And my legs after that ant had never been more dead in my entire life. Oh, you were talking about rubber. You were talking about the wobble. You got the wobble going, dude. You're dude. all wobbled up. Dude, I had so much ice on my legs, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. That burn, that's good burn right there. Are you kidding? That's can't. I love it. I I do get into some uh, training camp. 
I know you're. I know you're into it too, Chris. Let's do it. Yeah. Bring it back up. Yeah. No. Football season for me is getting getting out to games, getting rowdy with people. I, I'm about the fans, man. I'm about being out the fans, putting in the work, covering these games. It's fun, man. It's it's a whole campaign. It is a whole campaign. It's a campaign. It's following yeah. along just these teams, these journeys. We get months and months of this. Makes for great storytelling, and I'm I'm all for it, man. I I'm know. all they, for all of it. It was funny because Brad just bringing up a little college football had me had uh, this. I started one, to get the jingles. Yeah, this week one, like week zero is cool, but week one is just stacked, man. There's yeah. some real hardcore matchups in week one. Yeah, I love getting that. I love that. We're, we're going to be, because August is, once you get through July, you know, August is, oh, yeah. is it's right there. There's even right less fr- pre, there's less preseason to swallow down before the actual football gets here too. It'll be so good. Yep. You're dead right about that. All right, everybody. We got basketball tonight, so enjoy that game five. I like Milwaukee. I know uh, Brad likes Phoenix, but good luck. Everybody have a great week. Thanks for hanging out. Fellas are out. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 